Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays, a podcast session with Manny Carrera, your real estate resourcer. Here we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers and shakers of El Paso, Texas, showcasing their experiences and successes along with a unique glass of whiskey every episode. Enjoy. What is up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and I'm your host, kicking off season two of Whiskey Wednesday podcast session. We are recording episode number 25, and I'm going to be joined by my good friends, realtors, Mr. Real Estate, Chris Gill, and Frank the Tank, Frank Gonzalez here over here to my right. What's up, y'all? Cheers. What's up? Cheers, cheers. Cheers. So as we, as we go through this podcast, you guys are definitely going to hear and see Frank open up a lot more. This guy's probably one of the most <laughs> shy guys that I know, but um, really excited to kick off season two. I've been talking about this since the first episode. Uh, I wanted to have a realtor episode, you know, where we just have nothing but realtors on here talking real estate, talking money, talking El Paso. And um, what better way to start this new season off than, than do what I wanted to do initially um, since we started this. So a couple things are going to change. Obviously, we're not in our same setup. Right now, we are in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. three-bed, two-bath uh, home here on the far east side of El Paso. Flex room. This is a Pacifica home, and it's our model home. We're actually going to be kicking it here, kicking off the season. A couple things, like I said, are changing. So usually, you know, as we go through these episodes, we have one bottle that we feature. Going forward... What we want to do is really incorporate a lot more whiskey into this. So today, uh, Chris, Frank, and myself are going to be trying three of my favorite whiskeys, and I want to get their reactions. Uh, today, we're going to be drinking Texas Blend Whiskey. We're also going to be drinking Monkey Shoulder and Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. Ooh. All three of these are some of my favorites, so I'm really excited for these non-whiskey drinkers uh, to really see what your boy likes. So. Like Kicking that off real quick, Frank. <laughs> what's what's your favorite drink to drink? Uh, I love tequila. I like Patron. Is probably my stuff. He's, he's a Patron? typical tequila, typical El Paso guy. How does this guy Patron shut and he'll give you his number? What about you? I know, bro. I go through phases. Sometimes I was going through a uh, fireball phase and tequila phase. Fireball was like thirteen. I think I went through that phase I think too. I'm going through a I'm going through a, a vodka phase right now. I really? Just, yeah, I just That's drink fucking some disgusting. For real? That is so gross, bro. I've like, never I drank can't drink, whiskey. I haven't never. drinking vodka since like the Cincinnati days when Cincy was old Cincy. Yeah. I used to have so many bad memories there with vodka, so I had to step away from that for sure. For I even got into tequila. Like, you got right? to that fucked up. Yeah, but now it's like, <laughs> now especially starting the podcast, I've really mm-hmm. taken on the whiskey everywhere yeah. I go. So I'm just trying to Dang. drink some new stuff, you know? So um, we're going to start off today, you know, sipping on one of my favorites. This is Texas Blend. So before we do get into some questions and you guys tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, we're going to go ahead and sip on this Texas Blend whiskey here. Uh, First thing I want you guys to do before we see your reactions and get, you know, a taste profile is smell this and kind of tell me what you guys think this smells like. It smells like whiskey. <laughs> like whiskey. <laughs> like whiskey. This guy has no... Bro, it smells good. It smells okay, good. what would you just... Which one is it? it? doesn't smell too Which much. Which one is it? This is Texas Blend, so I'm that actually going to grab this bottle from here. 
Is it like honey? Yeah, so this is Texas blend. It, it like does sound, smell really sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this one shit. actually obviously made in Texas here. And uh, it's won a whole bunch of awards. So I definitely do feel that uh, honey, mm -hmm. maybe even yeah. a little cherry scent, but yeah. it's really sweet, right? So I'm this excited. one, yeah, I started off with this one because I know, you know, it's the as we go, <laughs> yeah, it may progress <laughs> into a little bit stronger. Um, but salut, cheers, cheer, guys. Cheers. Welcome to the podcast. That one looks poisonous. What is that? What does oh, that wow. taste like? That was oh. good. That's really good, right? Who chugged it? I took it like a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fireball. Frank, <laughs> that was fireball. Frank, this is to chill and, oh, and talk. Damn, I'll chill. This is good. So, what did that shot taste like, Frank? This is good. It's good. It's not as hard as one of those, I guess. I hate whiskey, so to me, this is <laughs> this is good. Yeah, this is really good. I think I could definitely eat. Uh, drink and eat this. Damn, bro, that's good. You know, yeah, that's really good. I think I even smell some vanilla in there too. Do you smell yours? Yeah. Any honey. empty cup? Yeah. I said honey right away. It smells like. That's what I thought. Bad decisions. <laughs> bad decisions. <laughs> good intentions. <laughs> good intentions. Bad decisions. Yeah. So oh, let's start off. You know. Um, Frank, we'll get you a refill if you want to pour yourself one. Up. No, no, I'm good. No, you're good. Yeah. Okay, nice and warm. Uh, so. You know, want to talk off right off the bat, you know, we're all realtors here in El Paso. Um, we pretty much started the same time, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's how think we met you. I think it was you first, me, and then Frank. And then Frank, yeah. yeah. And we're a couple months apart, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three, four like two, months. Three, months. Yeah. So, um, so talk to me a that's little crazy. bit about who you guys are. Let's, for the people that don't know or don't follow you yet, uh, let's start off with you, Chris. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you do. So I'm from El Paso, Texas, uh, born and raised here. Started real estate about a, a year and eight months ago. Um, same company as Manny, ERA, sellers and buyers, and we just, you know, we clicked ever since ever since the beginning, and we just started growing together. And right now, we're at El Paso Homes Realty. El Paso Homes. We're, yeah, we're a listing agent for uh, Pacifica Homes. And yeah, so far, so good. It's, it's been a journey. It's been fun. It's been crazy, fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been crazy. Definitely. What yeah. about you, Frank? Um, born and raised here in El Paso. Also, I started real estate. I want to say about a year and a half ago, and uh, I started with you guys at ERA. That's mm -hmm. where I met Chris. I already knew you. Yeah. And, uh, you knew me from, from way back in the old Cincy days. Cincy. <laughs> 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 How long uh, did you guys know each other? A good eight years, yeah. I would say maybe. Damn. He's gone when uh, when I lived out in Miami. He actually went a couple times and, and mm. hung out. Got oh, super I've wasted. Got lost. Got lost. I, got, I get lost every every trip. <laughs> it's like a regular every thing. trip. This guy's getting lost. It's you funny. get lost tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So um so let's let's jump right into it. Obviously, you guys have been doing. We've all been doing real estate for right under two years, right? We're pretty fresh, I would it's say. Super fresh. Right? Um, and that's yeah. why I actually wanted to start this episode off with 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 youtube because we kind of started around the same time and we kind of have learned a lot along the way right mm -hmm. there's been a lot of uh lessons challenges especially in our industry i think it's one of the hardest industries underestimated industry too because i think a lot of people just look at the glam i think it's easy yeah. and think that we're just <laughs> banking it on money yeah. um and it's just coming easy but they don't really see the the 12 15 hours that we're well, let's get day, do, you know? do people actually still i mean reach out to you and they ask you how do i join yeah how do become a realtor yeah. 
Absolutely. I and I be all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, I, I don't even like to tell people my story, honestly, because when I tell people my story, I got my license in a month. I took mm -hmm. my test and passed them both times the first time. I was licensed in 45 days, you That's know? Crazy, but a lot of that, that expectation, <laughs> yeah, that expectation is like unrealistic sometimes, yeah, yeah. I think, you know? Um, but yeah, a lot of people are always asking me and I'm always pointing them to the right direction, but I get so many questions like just from people wanting to start real estate that mm. I have to tell them like what it really is. You know, I'm telling them save money. If you have a job, don't quit your job yet. Yeah. Yeah. Start real estate and save money and make sure that you don't expect to get paid for the next six months. Yeah. You know, because that's... Have like five to four months saved, you know? For sure. And savings, your expenses because... You know, the one average closing is what, like a month, a month and a half. Yeah, and definitely. It's 30, 45 yeah. days, right? And by the time you get that first days. client to trust you, it's going to be, oh, maybe you're lucky. Yeah, I think I think with real estate and I actually just lucky enough to hire, be able to hire an assistant. Yeah. And um, I was telling my assistant too that real estate's just one of those things that you, one of those careers that you really just have to have patience. And I'm not patient at all. Like, mm -hmm. I have zero patience. No, bro. No, I have zero patience, especially in traffic. But, like, when it comes down to real estate. Yeah. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> um, but one thing I would say for sure, I mean, is you really do need patience in real estate because so many things happen. I mean, you know, you guys know that when we set a set date to close, Never. sometimes it's a week or two after. Armando! You know, Rano, Rano, what's up, bro? Are you close tomorrow or not? No, I gotta be the most annoying guy with Armando, bro. Yeah. Hey, for real, for real, tomorrow? For real, for real. I'm gonna tell my clients. I'm gonna tell my clients. This fucker's watching her right now. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's so many different components, too. We're talking about Armando. He's a lender here in El Paso. And there's just so many people involved in a real estate transaction mm -hmm. that that's what I think people underestimate on how hard it really is. Us as buyer's agents or listing agents, we're having to deal with 12, 15 people in the entire transaction within those 30, 45 days, you know? So it's definitely a lot of work, but I think it's very rewarding. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing real estate if it wasn't rewarding, right? But you mm -hmm. definitely do have to have that right expectation as far as yeah. how much work you need to put in. What's an average work day for you guys? Whew. How many hours do you guys put well, in? You're also a firefighter, yeah. so it's, it's, it varies. Did you mention that right yeah. now? No, 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 not yet. I didn't get to finish it. <laughs> I was really interrupted by, by who? By you. Back in the day. Oh yeah. So Frank finishing okay. off Frank's intro. You know this guy's. Continue your intro. <laughs> finish off. All right. So I'm a real estate agent here in El Paso. Started about um, a year and a half, and I'm also a firefighter and paramedic with the city of El Paso. Damn. Tell so this guy's story. a hero. Tell us a story. What's the uh, what's the us, craziest story that you have? Story, uh, I can't say that on the camera. No, it's too bad. No, it's, it's confidential. Mm. But obviously, being a firefighter, I'm sure you you, you go some, through some crazy you shit. See some shit. And you're So how does that work, Frank? When you you know you, you do a 24 hour shift at the station, you have all these accidents that you just saw. You probably saw somebody die yeah. or yeah. their life taken, and then you have to clock out. At yeah. 11, 12 the next day and put your suit on and yeah. just turn into a realtor. Yeah, it, uh, I just had one like two weeks ago. It was a rough shift, two hours of sleep, very serious calls. Can't say what it was, but it was very yeah. serious stuff. 
Uh, everything's on me because I'm the paramedic. So everybody's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then, uh, like I said, two hours of sleep, get off work. I have a full day of appointments, literally to like, I think it was like seven in the afternoon and, and showings in the West side. And I just got off. I was like, well, I'm going to throw some fucking gangster rap on, <laughs> take a shower and, and get ready. Shower is shot. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> suit up and then, you know, go to my appointments. Finishing off with showing on the west side. Coming back from the west side from showing houses, I think I showed about four homes. Uh, dude, I was falling asleep in the freeway. I was like, yo. Damn. Like, yeah. Especially this traffic. And my, my body on the way over, like, I felt like I should, like, I, like, shutting down. Damn. Like, just so yeah. exhausted. Like, this but I mean, it's crazy. It's feasible, right? Somebody that is has a part-time job right now or full-time job right now, because you're you're doing it. Like you're one of those people, and I know a couple other realtors um, that we hang out with, obviously that are firefighters as well. Hopefully, they'll be on the show soon. Um, but as it is, you know, us running your full-time as mm-hmm. well, right? Your full-time realtor. Yeah. I mean, I know that I don't have time for shit. Like, I barely have time to eat. Like, and this is real. Like, I barely have time yeah, to eat. Sometimes five in the afternoon, I'm like, shit. I haven't eaten anything. I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, but uh, let alone balance another job, too. I, I, I do see how hard that can be, especially yeah. to manage, you know? Yeah. It's been a lot of time management I had to learn. Like, I've never in my life woken up so early. I started... Um, I have my routine down. Wake up at six in the morning every day. Go hit the gym, get the blood running. Mm-hmm. Come back home, um, hit the marketing. Start replying to text messages, re- returning phone calls, yeah. returning emails. Gotta be in the shower by eight, and then I like to be out of the house by ten. Whether it be open house, whether it be appointments, showings, yeah. or going to the fire station by ten, I gotta be out of the house. Yeah, it's so a lot of time management, yeah. and I had to learn to do it because before I was like, I ah, wake up at. Night in the morning. Bro, for real, me too. <laughs> my first year, I was like, oh, I'm good. Watch some Netflix. <laughs> shit. Set off your day. But nah, not anymore, bro. I yeah. can't be doing that. What is what is your, so that's your morning routine? Pretty what much. is your morning routine? So my morning routine is pretty much, uh, since I'm full-time, I uh, wake up, I try to wake up at around 5 a.m. I go to the gym, you know, for one hour, one hour and a half. I come back, shower, and that's when I get to work, like, by 8. By 8, I'm already calling, you know... Armando or fucking or people and then um my whole calls are for like an hour and a half or two hours and then that's when my appointments start yeah you know and that's like every day so I'm super tired by like 9 p.m. like I just want to knock out and just not do anything yeah so what we're going what we're going over right now too is you know three different agents with three different schedules but all Mm -hmm. three agents are still very successful at what they do right um, my schedule is very different, and I've even showed, uh, told Richard this from the very beginning that I got my license. I have one of the weirdest, craziest schedules ever, but I love chaos. I love to work. I'm just you like, I don't like to that. chill. Like, I really don't. Yeah, I don't like to sit on the couch, watch TV. I get anxiety when yeah. that happens. So I'm more the type that I want to be busy. I don't go to sleep most of the time, 90% of the time, till 2 in the morning every single day. But I wake up at eight and when I wake up, I do my little morning routine, um, meditate, shower, hang out with my dog a little bit, get ready for work. And I always start my day off too at the model or at the office. Mm. And from there, me and my assistant, we get, we go through our, our clients, we create our to-do list for the day, our goals. Yeah. 
and just start knocking everything off. But that was a developing process too. Like yeah. I didn't always start like that. And we were kind of mentioning like when we started, right? When mm-hmm. we started, I think there's not really a book that says, do this, do, do this, wake up and do this and do this. And you're going to make six figures this year. You know, I think it's really something that us as realtors, we had to kind of go through, had to kind of experience and had to kind of learn on our own. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about when we first started, you know, I think that was super exciting for me, especially getting out of the testing center and seeing that I did pass, you know, one of the biggest questions that I get from a lot of realtors, especially that already taking their classes is, um, you know, what do I do when I get my license? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? And I asked myself the same damn question. I was like, what the hell do I do now? I called Richard, uh, my buddy, and he was a realtor at the time. He was waiting for me to give him my results. Yeah. And I called him and I was like, hey, bro, I passed both tests. And he, he stays quiet. He goes, both of them? why don't you sound excited? Why are you sound like that? And I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do? Like, am I a realtor now? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I was so confused. Oh so walk me through, walk me through oh, your, for, your first um, you know, day as a licensed realtor. What were some of the things that you guys what did? What was my first day? Bro, you remember? Yeah, um, I took my test, and then during the test, I was super frustrated because I put in like a month of studying just to prepare for the test, and then I show up and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> what? And then, and then I, I'm, I'm like That's super. That's your realtor, guys. I'm like super horrible at math, so like it was like. Like oh, I'm just gonna do my best with this math, and then I show up and they start throwing math questions at me, and I'm like, I don't really know, so I'm just gonna go with, I'm gonna have to guess on all the he math. He took off portion. his socks and he started counting his toes. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna guess on all the math stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to trust that I'm doing so good on everything else that failing the math part is not gonna affect me. Yeah. Wow. And then I just, I did my best on the rest of the test, and then they. The lady in the front gives you your results and she gives them to yeah, you. Fold it, fold it in half. She's like, here you go. It's like hard to find too, huh? I remember yeah. unfolding no, mine and I'm like, I'm like, where does it say? Where does it say? Yeah. <laughs> like looking at it. Yeah, bro. So she gives, me, she gives me my results and then she's like, smile. It's not that bad. And I'm like, give me that shit. <laughs> I walk out of there with my papers. And I'm like, I'm not even going to look at the score. Like, I don't think I did good. And then I'm walking, walking down the stairs, the longest steps of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I'm like, shit. nah, fucking, I ain't no bitch. This way, I open up. Bitch. <laughs> pass. I was like, oh shit, they passed. And then I look at the other one, pass. I'm like, oh shit, I passed both of them. So did you pass your first try? Yeah, I walked out of there super happy, God, first God. try. So what did you do? What I called you, I think. I was uh, like, yo, guess what smartest happened? Smartest move you could have done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, guess what happened? I passed. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. About to experience some stuff. So both of you passed the first. But it took me three times. Three times. Three times. The first time I felt both bombed. I don't I don't even remember. I was so sad, bro. I was like sitting in my car for 30 minutes. I'm like, what the What the hell just happened? And then I just studied for a whole week straight and I just passed the national. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I felt the state. Again. I actually remember at ERA like, talking to you. When yeah, you I was like, what the it. hell, bro? It's so hard. 
And then finally, the third try, the, the, uh, I passed the state. And I was super excited, but I didn't know what to do. So I was like, what the hell? What do I do? That's when I was uh, teaming up with uh, Jesus. I'm like, yo, I fucking passed. Let's do this. What I do? And, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, That's like, our question. Do? That was our and, question, too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, bro. So ERA, I learned from, you know, Dennis at, at uh, Colors Homes, Metro Homes. That's where I got all my... Um, my I guess experience because I've never been in sales, never, never. Really? Did. Yeah, I went you straight either, from right? UTEP. No, no sales experience. Yeah, I was straight from UTEP to sales. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what the hell to do. Straight, <laughs> I didn't know how to talk to, to the hard knocks. Yeah, yeah, bro, I didn't know how to talk to people. So I'll just sit the model and then I'll just practice. And then yeah, in a few in a few months, got some some good sales. Kind of catching up. Yeah, right? bro, it's it takes time. Yeah, all the time. I think I think it does too, and that's mm-hmm. really comes down to those expectations again. Like people don't really understand. It's not just getting lucky either. It's, you really have to develop a skill set to be a realtor, and not only that, but be successful. Yeah. Because a lot of people can pass the test. Yeah. But not a lot of people can be successful at the business. You know? Yeah. yeah. Passing the test is the easy part. Yeah. Yeah. The it, is. <laughs> it is. It is the yeah. easy part. Even though that's then, one of the hardest parts. It is. Like the real hardest part is finding your leads, you know, and getting yeah. deals done because, um, you know, people just have the wrong expectations. People really don't understand how hard it is to get your first deal. Yeah, especially because you know? we're young and they're like, no, nah, how are you going to help yeah. me with the biggest investment of my yeah, life? Exactly. You know, and I think that comes down to confidence too. you and I mm-hmm. talked about that on the Pacifica meeting that we had the other day. Mm. But having confidence is really going to help, you know, catapult you to earning somebody's trust because... Yeah. Even when I started off my first month in real estate, nobody thought that I was brand new. Like I was talking with such conviction that people just assumed. You come from like sales yeah. background. Yeah, and You're I good, bro. Okay. No, no, okay. <laughs> so I do have okay. some sales background, yeah. and I'll tell you this too, because Ricardo, he's one of my best friends, and I've mentioned him a lot of times, but he really kind of got me into sales. Yeah, I was working at GCU. Um, shout out GCU. Work with a lot of your lenders. <laughs> Um, but I actually got fired from GCU. <laughs> so shout out to you again, GCU. Um, but I got fired from GCU and I was pretty devastated. You know, I was, I wasn't making a lot of money, but at the time I felt like that was such a stable job, um, that I felt like I really lost a good job. Oh, I was probably 19, 20. I know <laughs> I was, I was 19 or 20 at the time, but I was just dev- devastated at the time. I felt like yeah, I'm young. I have a good job. Yeah. And people look at my shirt and they see GCU and they respect it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But when I got fired, I was so devastated that I had no sales experience either. I just felt like I really need to I really need to do something different. Me and my dad started flipping cards. I realized that I didn't need a job to make money. I was making way more money selling cars. I was making one every month when I was when I was selling cars, what I would make every three months at GCU. Shit. So that literally opened my eyes to entrepreneurship. That little six month that I took off after getting fired because I realized I don't need to work for somebody to pay my bills and to live good. I was like, yeah. shit, I have more money now than I did when I was working and I'm not even working, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was super excited, but then I got bored. I was just like, I'm at home, you know, I'm selling cards. Mm-hmm. All my friends are working. We're all yeah, like yeah. 21. Uh, yeah. So Richard got me a job at Verizon and literally the first month i started no sales experience i i knocked richard off number one salesperson 
My well, first he was one. A, he worked at... Yeah, he worked at Verizon, too. He got me a job. Oh, shit. And I remember him telling me, too. He's like, I didn't think you were going to do good. He's like, I, I thought you were going to fail. Honestly, I didn't think you had it in you. Damn. But I, my first month, I knocked him off the board. I became the number one salesperson. That's crazy. But I really feel like it's not because of sales. I really just wanted to... I think the customer to service help. background at GCU helped me talk to people and let them see the authentic authenticity yeah, authenticity authenticity yeah. <laughs> um behind what i was saying and mm. that i really did have their best intentions yeah you know because i really i really do even to now mm. doing real estate i always have my clients best intentions as cliche as that sounds but i think that's what's led up to me being successful mm. hitting six figures yeah. my first year yeah. you know um your first fucking year? My first year. Nah. Yeah. Lies. Like, like okay, Lies. I'm rounding up by like 3,000. After your split? After my horrible split. No. Dude, yes, bro. This is stupid money. Yeah, at ERA. Oh my God. We had a dumb split. We were, we were paying commissions. Really? So, that's, yeah. That's so fucking Yeah, money. yeah. So, so talking a little about real estate, um, you know, we're talking a little bit about the beginning when we first started got our license we didn't know what the fuck we were doing right um where is your business now kind of looking at your business you know from a year and a half to a year and eight months to two years almost where is your business at now from starting off you know such a mm-hmm. little time ago frank it's, it's the same oh shit no, it, it's grown a lot. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> lot. Like patience. Patience, yeah, yeah. Patience. What about you, Chris? Where's your bro, business at right um, now compared to when you started? When I started, started, bro, I, I was so happy just to have like one pending. Yeah. <laughs> just one pending or, or two pending. I'm like, yes, I'm helping people. You know, and now I'm almost two years in. Um, and I have about, I think I just got about like 14 penny, 14, 15 penny. My dog. So I'm like, I'm just so happy that I could help all these, you know, families get into their house and they trust me and I could, you know, I have time to, you know, take to, I mean, tend to their needs. Yeah. You know, I was talking to this other realtor the other day and he's like, yeah, man, I'm, with, I'm with this, uh, with this team that they have their own transaction coordinator. They have their own I, I just literally go show the house and I write it up and that's it and then you okay? see him at closing but what percentage does he take of the of the of the commission he takes a super small percentage right so he was telling me is this so much work like how, how do you t- have time to you know tend to all your clients and do everything you know the inspection mm-hmm. lender all that good stuff I'm like honestly it's not that it's not that hard you know it's not it's not that hard and once you understand it i think yeah once you understand it and then uh, once you have your your rhythm to like call that person stay in constant contact with your clients and you'll be good honestly it's not it's not really not not that hard but um yeah bro it's 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 good now so i'm excited to be listing agent for pacifica homes because i know it's gonna be yeah congratulations also um so you know for those of you that don't understand what listing agent is it's pretty much um i don't know how would you describe it in real estate what is a listing agent position it's because a lot of oh when i started i saw the listing agents as those are the guys that make a lot of money (laughs) 
That's the way. That's the way that I saw it. I'm like, those are the guys. that's what you want to do. That's what you want to be. Yeah. Yes, because essentially what's happening is, you know, as realtors, we're independent contractors. Basically, we don't get paid until we help a family either move into a house or sell a house, right? So because of that, there's no guaranteed pay for us, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we have to. That's why Frank has to go after a 24-hour shift and put on a suit and go work. Because if he doesn't work, he's not going to get paid. Same with Chris. Same with myself. So listing agents, essentially, what we do is we're contracted by a builder to sell their inventory. We're given a certain amount of inventory from the builder, and we're representing the builder and selling that specific product. So, um, for example, Chris uh, is a listing agent with Pacifica Homes for Gateway Estates. That's a subdivision, new subdivision out here on the east side. Mm-hmm. And um, he's in charge of that subdivision. He's in charge of selling it, making sure that production is moving in that subdivision. And same with me. I have a different subdivision that we both foresee. So listing agents is, is a pretty cool opportunity. Definitely a lot of work. Um, I know you just started, right? What's, yeah. your, what's your kind of take on the listing agent role so far? You're probably so far, a couple weeks in. Yeah, I'm literally a, a few weeks in. The, they're barely on the MLS like a few days ago. You know? right. But even before that, I was already getting calls from different agents and different listing agents telling me, hey, what's the inventory? Hey, blah, blah, blah. what's this? What's this? So I was a little bit prepared, but I needed to get more prepared to get the availability to you know all this stuff and whatever. Right. But um, yeah, man, I, I just think my phone's going to be blowing up like crazy. It just, is. It's just talking sure. to a bunch of realtors. and But it's exciting. It really is. Yeah. And our models are going to be up you know, in about a month and a half. So right. I'm ready to sit those and yeah. make some moves. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Me too. Um, big moves. I'm really excited too, just having you on board listing agent wise because, and Frank knows this too, being in um, the company that we're at the last couple months, I think there was a different dynamic and what we're trying to do is really create a different kind of culture here. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really like about you guys is that your beliefs are pretty similar to my beliefs, which is... There's not really a shortage of success. You know, if we have knowledge, if you have something that you're doing that's working for you, you're sharing it with us and same with me and same with you, you know? Yeah. I remember you came from a Grant Cardone conference and you were telling all of us, you know, hey, I have the do link for shit. all the video. Yeah, do shit. Let me know if you guys want to watch it. But things like that, I think, are very, are very rare now in this industry. But I think with the types of agents that we are, we're young, we're hungry, but not only that, we're willing to share what we know. And I personally think that that's good karma all written all over. You know, I think good things come to people that do that and mm-hmm. have that type of, yeah. um, you know, mentality. So with that it's, being it's said, the more you give, the more you get, bro. Yeah, it really sure. is for sure. For sure. And I've, I've, uh, that's happened to me. You know, when I came back from whatever the growth corner mm-hmm. or these other, you know, um, seminars that I go to. Um, I'm just giving, I'm just giving, 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 and then the next two months, it's my best months. Yeah. So it's crazy. It really does work. Yeah. It so I'm does. excited for next year's uh, growth con. Yeah, bro. We, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go, go to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Better go. Yeah, Gary's was really the one that changed my mentality. Let's go. It's in January. Um, that one is the reason why we started this podcast and started this vlog and started. You know, I started working with Sosa. Because he really mm-hmm. just gave me a new game plan for this year, you know? And I've seen my business 
literally go like this. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with just exposure wise, I think really honing in on social media is, is definitely the way to go and way to make money. Um, I know for us three here at the table, I would say it's safe to say probably 80% yeah. of our business comes from social. Yeah. Not more. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. Um, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think nowadays it's just really easy with the right amount of work to become successful, you know, and, and really do what you want to do and yeah. be financially free. Um, with that being said, we're on empty right now. So we're going to pour up this next Let's bottle. Do it. Um, Let's do it. We are going to be featuring, the, Chris, pass me this bottle. So our next bottle um, is going to be Monkey Shoulder. And this is a blended malt scotch whiskey and this is from scotland so this is actually a whiskey um monkey shoulder we were actually sipping on it before this podcast right but we're gonna drink on it again now that our palate's cleared up this one that got me this is the one that got, oh, got chris all warm <laughs> warm and jittery <laughs> salsa drank some of this monkey shoulder as well right you're gonna give us your input on it as well damn bro you're gonna sorry goddamn got a heavy hand it so will, tell me about this. I've seen this in a lot of, you know. So life. Yeah. What is that? What, what um, the fuck? Why don't I have can one? Put that over there. Well, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> follow. You gotta follow the right people first. I follow Mark, dog. <laughs> okay. So why don't you reach out to him and get one? I don't know, bro. I don't know what that so is. So life's a basically a, a nonprofit organization started by one of our good buddies, Mark. So he said um, he's a realtor, firefighter as well, and um, what the brand stands for is love is for everyone, life. So it's really cool. Um, but yeah, just supporting him. Frank got one on too, and Chris isn't supporting. So <laughs> now you guys know <laughs> who <laughs> supports local life. and who doesn't. <laughs> yo, just kidding. Call me. Yo, where's my life? <laughs> so we got Monkey oh, no. Shoulder here. And this is a... Who? This is from Scotland. Okay, this is a whiskey. Cheers to you gentlemen. Let's smell this first. Tell me what you guys think. Oh. Here in your chest. A little Real stronger quick. than the Texas blend that we just drank. Sure. Are you still chugging this stuff? <laughs> no. I'm not it's that one. Dude, Holy shit. shit. Talk to me about the taste, Frank. Uh, it's fucking strong. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's not yeah, a whiskey man. drinker. Nah. What about you? I taste it stronger, but. Girl, that's Chris, alright. <laughs> <laughs> For Chris, yeah. Now, bro, compared to the other one. I love the sweet taste. You, you like this a sweeter. Is, I love whiskey. sweet, sweet taste. Yeah. Yeah. I actually no. really like. I like <laughs> the whiskeys that that give you the little. Oh, so you like, like the strong oh. shit? Yeah, I do. I don't know why. You know, at, at our uh, last. You like the buzz. Huh? No, yeah. I really like the taste. Yeah? I really like the taste of whiskey. But at our last, um, Ooh. at our last, <laughs> you guys Ooh, see the, the reactions. <laughs> um, at our last setup. They have a lot of whiskeys that are 100 proof, 120, 140 proof. They have some J- Japanese stuff that's crazy. You're like my fave. And they're pretty good. I like them because getting past the strongness, I get. I think you really can taste a lot of little notes in there. Yeah. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up with my note right now. It's getting messy. Messy. So, um, this is strong. Yeah, it is. It's pretty strong. Monkey Shoulder is actually really good. This is the first time I've tried it. Um, but Scottish whiskeys are yeah. just bomb in general. Yeah. Um, and I actually didn't even get a peaty whiskey, so I could kind of show you guys Petey. the process. Um, so, so in whiskey, pediatric. 
You know how some whiskeys have a little smoky? <laughs> For like little kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know how some whiskeys have a little bit of a, a smoky taste to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's peat, and that's basically the process of smoking it over this peat plant, mm. and it smokes the barrel, so it creates its smoky feel. But you don't get that too much from Scotland whiskeys. I might be wrong on that. Damn, bro. I'm trying facts. to do my research on Many with the facts. I'm trying to. <laughs> I follow this really cool YouTube hey, channel. Does that matter, like, how dark they are? That's a good question. I'm not at that level yet to tell you that, but I know that... What is Gary? He does wine, huh? Yeah, Gary's Gary's wine. He's a wine connoisseur. Mm. And that's actually what I'm planning on doing. Yeah, so Gary I'm going to make this public. Bro. I'm going to say this on episode number 25. Hopefully, I'm able to look back before we hit 100 and see it true but i'm gonna be coming up with my own whiskey and that's the whole format of this i want to be featuring my whiskey every episode yeah um but when i do my that's whiskey crazy. i'm gonna actually be going to a, a 12 month long school right a mentorship um she's in pennsylvania pennsylvania and this lady has been doing this her entire life so she's gonna teach me everything that i need to know about whiskey it's going to be fucking insane, but I'm going to be literally Damn, a doctor, Dr. Whiskey. You're going to cut off real estate for a year? No, no, I'm still going to be doing real <laughs> estate. More money for me. More money for me. That's Frank. That's Frank. That's Frank. Take your listings, right? <laughs> so, uh, so talk to me about the real estate market. What is the El Paso market like to you guys? What you do know, you guys think you know about that the market? fire emoji? The, the fire yeah. emoji? That's the real estate market, That's right? The market right now. <laughs> I agree. Super Booming, competitive bro. market. It's a it's a seller's it's a seller's market right now. So that means that there's a lot of buyers buying, you know, sellers' properties. Right. So a lot of my clients are getting approved like this. Like super easy. Super super easy. Especially with qualifications, they're going down, right? I mean, they're it's getting yeah. a little easier. They're working with a lot more people to get into houses mm -hmm. too. I mean, interest rates are going up, but. I feel there's more people wanting to buy instead of rent because literally I could find you a house. Yeah, I had, for I had somebody bucks. actually hit me up today on, on a Facebook post like, mm -hmm. hey, I paid $900 in rent. I'm done renting. I want to yeah. pay for my own house. And it's, it's like, easy. Cool, let's do you it. could so easily find that, yeah. Monday. Yeah. Monday's appointment, Monday's approval. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally, <laughs> that's literally what, oh, what I, like, if you, have you guys lived out of town, out of El Paso? Yeah. Where'd you live? live? In Austin and San Diego. So yeah. you know how expensive it is in other cities, right? That's what I love. When I when I was in Miami, I came to visit, and that's when I realized, shit, for two hundred thousand dollars, you're getting a mansion in El Paso. Yeah. You go anywhere outside of El Paso, that two hundred thousand dollars is gonna get you a decent home, yeah. if not a condo or smaller. You know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the market out here is just fucking insane. You know, there's so many buyers, there's so many people, especially from out of town. Do you guys have any out of town clients that you're working with? Um, I, just had one, I just had one that closed from Colorado. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a ton of, of people from, you know, the East Coast all the way to California. Yeah, a lot and of Denver. Like California reach out to me and they're like, hey, I'm trying yeah. to get out. Well, the reason why, too, is because there's paying a state and, and, uh, uh, federal tax. The, the forest fires, bro. Yeah, and the forest <laughs> fires, too. I think. Yeah. It's crazy because our climate out here in El Paso is just, it's perfect. Like, we don't experience the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the tsunamis. We're, yeah. We don't experience any of that stuff. So it's really hard for, I think, weather or Mother Nature to kind of fuck with our market. Yeah. 
we, we experienced, <laughs> we experienced some, some sweat action in the, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> showing homes in your suit all, all swing. Yeah, it's the worst, bro. So, um, what kind of market do you think it is right now? You said it, it's more of a seller's market. So, no, no, well, it's easier for sellers to you know sell their house because there's yeah. a lot of buyers. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell my clients it's a buyer's market because of that simple fact because that there's, there's so, so much buyers. inventory yeah. on the market. There's so much. I'm looking at the MLS multiple both, listing. Bro? I think I think, I think we have a good balance too. Yeah. I just had a listing on Mon- yeah. Montana Vista, like in the outskirts of the city, and we sold in. I I got two contracts in ten days, and that's really common nowadays. I think for you to get contracts in a short amount of time, where more more realistically, bigger cities are looking at ninety days average. Mm-hmm. You know. Out here, it's like you have multiple offers in a freaking hour. You just had a flip, right? Yeah, just did your first first flip. Yeah, I got two, two over asking, within hours. So that shit sold in, in hours, bro. It's, it's crazy, bro. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Like, <laughs> the house wasn't even complete, and they literally yeah they're jumping on it. What was the price on that one? Just so, so our viewers kind of get a feel for the El Paso market. So I bought it for fifty five. I bought it for fifty five. Uh, it was a hard money loan, so the monthly payment was quite a bit. You know, it was quite a bit. But we fixed it in a couple months, and then we sold it for one hundred five. Uh, for the repairs, were about fifteen, seventeen, eighteen k. The repairs, so that profit was quite a bit. I mean, we were making our money back that we invested and some. That's awesome. You know, so and for it to sell like this, I think it's it's pretty badass. We just had the inspection report done. And I should be getting it like any minute now. And I'm scared <laughs> because the roof needs to be fixed. Bro. Yeah. So I'm like, oh damn! Now that we're gonna have to invest more money or whatever. We'll negotiate. But now, yeah, there's a lot of people buying right now. Yeah, definitely. A lot. What do you think, Frank? More buyers or sellers on your end? I think more sellers. You getting a lot more sellers? No, 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 no. On my end, I'm I'm the big time buyer's, buyers agent. agent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big time, like. 90% of my business is buyers. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think there's more sellers in their market is what I was trying to say. Mm, yeah. Okay. I think a lot of people are listing, especially because we have so much growth in the Far East. Like, yeah. where we're at right now, we're growing like crazy. And we're, I mean, quarterly, I could tell you that we're for sure pushing El Paso city limits every single time we open one of these new subdivisions. Because we're really building out there. We're yeah. really starting to grow. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of people... I think a lot of people overall are in these older houses and they just want that new construction. Do you, um, mm-hmm. I just almost read a text. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was talking and I was reading at the same time. So I don't have my phone up here. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of buyers too. I would say first for sure, like my first year in business, um, I had 95% buyers. Like yeah. I had one listing, I think. In my first fall, yeah, my first year I had one listing the whole year, and the rest was all buyers. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of buyers, bro. Yeah. I like two listings, and the rest buyers. Yeah, I love and I love working with buyers too. I know, I know for us realtors, they say listings are a little bit easier, yeah, but I feel so much more stressed with yeah. listings than, than it's more pressure. In my opinion. Like, I think it's I love the hunt, it like, gives I you, fucking love to find my clients a perfect house. 
and I don't mind showing three, four, five, six times, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like when we find the one, I'm like, oh, hunt mode, now it's my time. Yeah, Let me bro. go in with the offer. Let me, you know? The way I look at it, I get excited when they find it. When I see their face, they're all like super happy. I'm like, oh, this is the one. I even want the house more than my client wants the house. And then the client even wants it more. Yeah. You know, so I, I personally think that it's, it's more fun, you know, showing new homes. Because I get excited too. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I would love this. Let me ask you guys this. Why did you guys join real estate? Why did you start real estate? Why did you pick real estate as a career choice? Knowing what you know now, you know, but, but why did you, why did you want to get into real estate? Yeah, they're looking at your face. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. I don't know, Frank. Why did you get into real estate? There's no right or wrong answer. I mean, you make a lot of money as a firefighter. So now you can, you know, combine it. You know, as a realtor. So why did you get your license as a realtor? I always, like, since I was little, I had this crazy idea where I was like, I want to be rich someday. And my mom will tell you, she's like, yeah, since you was like, like two years old, you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be rich. I want to wear, <laughs> I wanna wear Gucci's. I want to wear Gucci. And then, <laughs> show me your Gucci's, bro. <laughs> pull up these Gucci's. You need to pull up. <laughs> I can't take you guys <laughs> Oh, shit. So then what happened was, I was like, what is, since I was little, I had these thoughts, like, it's crazy. I was like, what is the for sure thing? Like, what is something that you can say, if I have this, I'm, I'm guaranteed to make money. Mm. And I always thought real estate, I just never thought becoming a realtor. Mm -hmm. Like, I always thought, I need, Owning to, real estate. yeah, I need to own real estate, but I never thought be a I should be a realtor yeah. until one of, you know, I used to hang out with my friends. We were all rookie firefighters and we were having a lot of fun just being wild you guys pay taxes for they're watching movies we're being wild and then one of my good friends was like hey I'm, I'm looking into, into becoming a realtor you guys should do it too and at the time I had already uh, I ranked number one to become a, to be a paramedic you have to test out yeah. and be only they're only going to take top 20 or whatever so I had ranked number one, boom. And then my friends were like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. Let's all become realtors. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm already committed. I'm already going to, to paramedic school. Mm -hmm. I'm number one. I'm not going to back out now. So I went to paramedic school, and then my friends went to real estate school. And that's how I ended up becoming a realtor last. Oh, shit. And then I, I loved it. I was like, Ooh. oh, this is, this is really cool. They're still realtors? Yeah. Well... Yeah, yeah. One of them is not, but he. Danny. He married he moved, a lawyer. He moved to Florida. Yeah, he married a lawyer, so he doesn't. Damn. He, set. he don't my, need a yeah, word. My dude is set. I <laughs> said. Set for life. What about you, Chris? Goals. What made you? What made you <laughs> become a realtor? Bro, believe it or not, this is like a top secret story. <laughs> oh, damn. I was in college, bro. I was in college. I, I never knew I was going to get into so I never knew. I'm like, what the hell? My dad owns a construction business. I never wanted to do what he does. Right. You know, I never wanted to be in construction. But I would always sell on Craigslist. I would always, that's how I would make money. Flip things? Yeah, flip things. That's how I started it, well, in high school, in college too. So but then, you um, do have a sales background. A little bit, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'm going with like Hustlers. techie shit. Bro. Techie Hustler shit. background. But no, I was, believe it or not, I was in college and uh, you remember that, that website, Worldstar? Yeah. So I was on Worldstar, you know, just watching dumb videos, whatever, right? There's this one video that talks about real estate and how to, you know, fix your credit and become rich in real estate. 
And after I watched that video, I'm like, oh shit, I want to become an investor, you know? So my main goal right now is to still become an investor. I don't want to be a realtor. But the way I looked at it, I was like, how am I going to become an investor if I don't even have money to invest? Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, well, I'll get in the business by selling homes and put that money into buying homes. And then so I could, you know, get residual income. Right. My, my mentality, I have a super lazy, you know, mentality. I'm, I'm a naturally lazy person. So what if I just buy houses, I rent them out, mm-hmm. and then I just collect the check? Yeah, I have, every, I have basically you know? the same mentality. Yeah. And like, let's go to the for sure thing. Quit messing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the, I like, think that's the goal to actually buy houses, rent them out, or like I just did right now, just flip. But honestly, that was a lot of work. That was yeah. too much work. It's work. It's I a whole different beast of real estate. I think real yeah. estate has so many avenues that you can make money. You can be an investor. You could be a wholesaler. You could be a realtor. Yeah. You could deal with commercial. You could go with residential. Mm-hmm. And there's so many avenues that you could take. But one realtor told me in the very beginning, focus on one thing. Because if you do try and dabble in everything, yeah. you, you're, you're not really perfecting anything. You're not really exactly. getting good at anything. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. I got that advice too. I'm like, no, yeah. don't, don't, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, that's why I, this year, yeah. this my first year and a half, I focused on sales so much and mm-hmm. and reading and learning from. Yeah. From so best. what what um what was your first deal like? Walk walk me through your guys' first deal. My deal was the fucking worst nightmare of every realtor. Bro? My very first deal, <laughs> bro, was a freaking foreclosure. My very first transaction. Have you done a foreclosure? Like like on your own or when you were like. I was I was partnered with another partner, with another yeah, yeah. realtor, but I think that was his first foreclosure too. So oh. I'm learning from like from somebody that we didn't know what we were kind of doing, you know. And that process yeah. was fucking hard because normally <laughs> you're waiting. Stressing. Normally you're waiting thirty, 30 to forty five days, days yeah. Yeah. Um, to close, and then you know you're putting all the work, yeah. you're investing so much time, more than anything, time. But money and and everything, and then, you know, in forty five days, you finally get your check. Your reward. That's your reward. and that's one of the hardest things. That's why we, we say you need patience. You know? But yeah, just a little. But bro, that that deal took ninety days to close. That was my first deal ever. I think I remember you talking to me. And I remember being like that gave me the worst taste after that. I was like, fuck, if every deal is going to be like this, I don't know if I'm going to like real estate. But that also mm. set me up for, I think, success too, because I literally handled one of the hardest transactions my very right first time. Gamble. So after yeah. that, every transaction was so easy. I was like, whoa, this is so quick and easy. I like these a lot better, yeah, yeah. you know? But my first transaction was uh, foreclosure and shout out to Gustavo. Um, that was his first house too. I helped my client. Yeah, I helped my client. I I helped my client find his first home out there in Horizon. Is he on Instagram? Yeah, he's on Instagram. He's he's watching. Yeah, he follows me. All my clients follow me. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, That's how they identified me as a rapper in Miami. Rapper? Let's just say he snapped something he wasn't supposed to. You guys both rap, huh? No, I don't know. Now we're going off topic. Now we're going off topic. Um, So describe to me your first deal. What was your first deal like in real estate? My first deal was uh, I sold it to my cousin. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, my cousin. Family? Yeah, my family. He's in Japan right now. 
Um, so he literally was living in, in San Diego. He never came to El Paso to buy the house. You know, you know, I did all the, the work for him. He just sent me the money. I just he just signed some papers when he was living in San Diego, and he just came to close. So it was pretty crazy. I mean, we bought his first. The first house I sold was his investment property. So right now he rents it out for fifteen hundred a month, and he bought it. His mortgage is about eleven. You know, so he's making every month. Since mm -hmm. you know, last year February, um, yeah, four hundred bucks. That's cool. You know, so it it was pretty. It was smooth. I did it with Jesus. Armando was lender. And I was just there, like they're all doing the work, so I didn't, I didn't know. I was just, like, just, ah, just do your thing, but no, it, it worked out perfectly. And the the funny story about that one, check this. So he's he's married, okay. His wife bought a car before closing, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she shows up to the closing table no in Bentley. a new Audi, bro. I was shitting bricks, dog. I was like, what the. How are you gonna but show? No, so and he me, didn't even know. Let, let us he back up real quick. Know. For those that don't understand, oh there's God. a million and one things everything. that can happen oh in 30 God. to 45 days. Yeah, that can bomb a deal. People have lost houses. You know, somebody buys this house and it, on the 45 day, on the 45th day, on the 45th day, the day of closing, they go and buy furniture for their new house and on the credit card, and then they go to the closing table. They've lost their homes because yeah. of that, right? Yeah. This is why Chris is shitting bricks. Like, fuck, like, no, no, like, what no, happened? no. Like, she shows up to, you know, sign, because they both have to sign, right? He didn't know. He didn't know. It was like a surprise. Like, <laughs> she shows up in the house. In the house, in the car. You know, whatever. So the whole time there, I'm not like, oh, fuck, like, god damn it. Like, the whole day, it was like a horrible day. We're like, we, I literally bought champagne so we could go celebrate. Like, yeah, my first house, my first investment. And we're drinking the champagne sad, bro. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're at the house, like, all sad, like, with the keys. and But then, um... Why? Luckily, Why? Because we thought that we were going to get approved. But you had already closed, right? So they signed, but, you know, they they told me that not until it funds, you're yeah. not 100%, you know? So you guys were scared for <laughs> yeah, three, bro, four hours. Yeah, bro, we were like, and then it funded, and then I was like, oh, my God, thank God, you know? <laughs> But so it was good. It was a crazy experience. That was your first deal. <laughs> what about you, Frank? I, I think I, I don't know if it's luck or whatever. I, I was at the fire station finishing up my real estate course and somebody came up to me like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing real estate pretty soon. <laughs> cool, you want to sell my house? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, so two weeks two weeks into getting my license, I was like, hey, uh, you want me to sell your house? He's like, sure. I got my first <laughs> listing, bam. For real. Two weeks into real estate. How fast did you sell that listing? Two days. Oh, I got last offer in two days. I remember Damn. that. What did you? What was your Super mentality good. after that happened? Mm. You, this was in your first month. I remember that. Yeah. What um, was What was it like for you? Did you get a big old head? No, I was well. I was like, oh, it only gets better from here. I'm gonna take <laughs> this is easy. And then it was like, <laughs> whoa. Okay, nuclear bomb. Like, hey, what's going on? Where are the other claims? <laughs> <laughs> Where's all these deals they promised me? I know, right? Oh my god, I, it, that's crazy though. But because you get highs, you get super. Low yeah, high. and that's the roller coaster of real estate. You know, being a realtor is really a roller coaster. You get yeah. the highs. It's like, oh shit, we got a new client, and then this other client's bombing, and this deal's falling apart, and this mm -hmm. other client just bought a car, and you know, it's yeah. 
fucking stressful. Yeah, I think real estate's so fucking stressful. Yeah. Like, you great hairs are- Yeah, I'm getting like, <laughs> a couple five or six hairs. So I, I read a book from uh, Ryan uh, Serhant. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ryan. You, you read him? Yeah, yeah. Did you read it or I no? I saw him. You saw him? I saw him. So what he stresses is just have a lot of deals up in there, like be working a lot of deals. So if one falls, like you don't depend you on out. it, you yeah, know? Because if I just had before. one and that one fell, that throws yeah. off my whole life. Devastated, month two yeah. Months, you're, you're dying, you know? But if you have a lot like of... that, that only... And unfortunately for them, you know, they only have one deal that they're working on and nurturing for three months, four months, because they're building a home. Yeah. And then something happens, they fall through and they're out of the money and now they're just like, I don't even want to do real estate yeah, no more. Yeah. I think that's why so many people quit too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the, the statistic is 90% of people that mm-hmm. get their license their first year end up quitting. Yeah. And I think the other statistic, like the average of realtors that the amount of homes they sell in the first year is about like two. Yeah. Two or three, yeah. two. Two or three homes a two year. Two or three their first is, year. is definitely the average. What was your first year like in real estate? How many I houses got, did you sell? Uh, so 17, but five of them were assists. So it's kind of, yeah. So awesome. 12 and then five. It's a good year. So, it's a good first year. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. What about you, Frank? I had 12 the first year. 12? 12. 12. That's good. You? 28. Ooh! My <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> That's why I hit the fucking six. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot. But unfortunately, like, easy. you know, and we were talking a little bit about this. I want to come back <clears throat> to this question. Um, talking about brokerages. Um, you know, when you, when you become a realtor throwing, here in Texas, <laughs> when you become a realtor here in Texas, you guys have to split this with me, bro. I poured myself too much and... No, okay. Help me, Chris. Um, so when you get a real estate <laughs> license out here in El Paso or in Texas in general, you got to work under a brokerage. Nine out of ten of these brokerages charge you a split, which we all started with, right? Yeah. Um, Horrible split. You know the way a split works is basically you sell a house, and off of that commission, off of that one hundred percent commission, your brokerage, your company gets a certain part of that. I think mm-hmm. when we started, I was at 80, 70, 75, 25. No, I was at 80. Oh, but with, the, right. with the franchise. Yeah. I think I was probably at. Oh, yeah, you started with 80. I started with 75. Yeah, started with 75. So I, think it was 20, <laughs> I think it was 72, 20. Uh, yeah. My split after franchise fee was 72, 28. I got 70%, 72% of what I sold. My company got 28%, mm-hmm. which in the beginning was cool because. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. I didn't know what yeah. I was signing up for. We all started around the same time. So yeah. literally in our brokerage, there was like 15 agents that were all cool. And we were all like the same mm-hmm. age. We all started at the same time. We were hanging out, joking around, shitting around. <laughs> but shitting it, was literally, it was literally <laughs> to the point where I got to the fifth month, sixth month in my career. And I was closing five deals a month. And when I got to that point, I looked at my checks and I started realizing I'm paying 70. I paid in two months in a row before I switched over to this new company. I paid for two months in a row. Each month I paid 72, 7,500 and just splits. $15,000 in two months. And those leads were not given to you those, by the broker. That's exactly yeah. what You I'm got saying. your own leads. Yeah. You did you know, all the work. You I know? did. I did all the work. You're basically paying for the office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the which it was a cubicle, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but what is your what is your mm-hmm. view on that? And and talking a little bit about Ryan Serhan, when I actually saw him in Florida for the Agent 2021 Gary V um, event, 
Ryan was so heavy and he was talking so much about the death of brokerages. He said that the future of real estate is no longer going to have brokerages because this model isn't going to, isn't a, a long-term model. It's a Mm -hmm. get quick, you know, brokers are getting quick money and then realtors then start to realize what the hell they're doing and and realizing I'm not even getting leads Mm -hmm. from these people and they're splitting, you know, they're leaving right now. We're all 100% commission. Did they already say about the changing? Okay. (laughs) So we're 100% commission. We pay a flat fee, flat Mm -hmm. fee, 400 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, which is nothing, you know, essentially for somebody making 3% of sales price. But what is your thoughts? What are your views on the idea of brokerages? Somebody that is starting off in real estate, should they go with the big name brokerage? Is there a difference? You know, because I know we work face that question all the time. Mm -hmm. And I know we probably had those same thoughts when we started real estate. If I go with this company, are they going to offer more? Yeah. What is this gonna co- company gonna offer for me? But I think I've come to a reality about these companies and brokerages. I want to hear first your opinions. What do you guys think about brokerages? You got some? I got some. Just <laughs> <laughs> go first. I got go some. Go first. For a realtor, you know, for a realtor looking for you know a new to be a, a new realtor. So if you're looking for a brokerage, don't be looking for brokers. Don't look for brokers. Look for a person that you trust that could be your mentor. Don't look for a brokerage, look for a mentor, okay? Because if, even if you're at the, at the worst split brokerage, but that mentor is gonna help you the most and he's gonna teach you everything you know, he's probably like top five in the whole comp, in the whole Paso, that's way better. I'd rather take the split at my first year, but learn from the best, than go with a 100% brokerage my first year and learn shit, you know? So I'd rather pick a mentor, a person that actually wants to help me grow in order, in, instead of picking a brokerage. Because there's a lot of brokers, they've reached out to me, they're like, hey, come with us, come with us, we're gonna help you, blah, blah, blah. But I really haven't, you know, found a, a mentor. I think I already learned through like the, I'm not, through you know, pro, you know? Shit. But if you're barely starting, mm-hmm. you have to find someone that's gonna be answering the calls. Because my first whole year, I was calling his sister. I was like, hey, what the hell? What the fuck? Every day I would call him like 10 times a day. Like if, he, if, I, don't, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I was. Mm-hmm. Straight up. So brokerages, just pick a person, you know? So this person. but it doesn't matter so much as finding the right mentor. Yeah, I'd rather, it's because we're as young people, as, as a lot of people in El Paso, we're young and we're, uh, we're like entitled, bro. We're entitled to want more money. We want to succeed, we want to go crazy. But first you gotta learn, bro. You gotta learn how to make that money on your own, mm-hmm. you know? So I would say, learn. I would copy you and just copy everything you do. And then once I'm established, I've learned everything from you in one year, then I would go to, it died? No, it's Facebook. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. then I would go on my own to like a hundred percent brokerage. Yeah, you know, because um, what if you started a hundred percent but you didn't learn from people around you? Yeah, because you learn from you know Richard, from Jesus, right, even right. you know us. You learn from everyone around you, like yeah, I did at ERA. Yeah, I learned from Dennis, and I, I paid for it. I mean, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give my mm-hmm. two cents on it too. But yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people starting off, they start off selfish and greedy. 
and that's the that's like the recipe for disaster if you start off mm. wanting to make the most money that you can make and all about the money you're you're literally gonna fail mm -hmm. because your mentality should be exactly that i think too is you know focusing on how much i could learn yeah and my mentality when i started off was i and i'll tell you more detail right now after we get frank's opinion mm. <laughs> but but i really i did see a value in eating shit now and learning as much as i can and really cutting that time frame down you know that learning curve mm -hmm. you're really shortening it down when you get a mentor you're yeah. paying for it but you're shortening it, it down yeah what do you think okay. about brokerages I, sure? I agree with Chris to like a certain extent. Here we go. But at the same time, my situation. <laughs> here we go. My situation <laughs> was a little bit different because I was like, okay, I have a job. It pays me good. The bills are gonna get paid, mm -hmm. whether I sell homes or not, because I I don't live an extravagant lifestyle where I depend <laughs> on show me shoes. Gucci shoes and shit. Gucci guys. Right, so I was like humble ass. <laughs> Super humble. Guy. After a while of paying a certain broker so much money, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm in real estate to make money. Let's mm -hmm. be honest. I'm in real estate to make money. Yeah. Um, my bills, I don't pay them with real estate money. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to whoever pays me money. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I ended up. You know what? I'm going to 100%. Yeah. Well, that's just my story. But everybody's situation is different. I mean, I had a job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah, yeah, so I was if like, I don't, if so I don't sell, here. I don't eat. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> tricky, I'm like you I'm here, eating, bro. You yeah, eat. Like, I'm here to make money. I'm not here to. Uh, yeah. And then I and then I learned that real estate is really stressful. So to me, I was like, this is too stressful to be giving somebody so yeah. much mm -hmm. of your money. You know, yeah, you earn that. Yeah, you earn that. It's it's a lot of stress. It's your fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> it's your money. Get yeah, it when you want it. <laughs> commercial. What do you think, bro? I, uh, Tell us. You know, when I started real estate, I I just told you my split. I was at a 72-28 split, right? <clears throat> but on top of that split, I got with my, my, my partner, my best friend at the time. Well, he's still my best friend at the mm. time. Um, but I, wor I was working with him at the time. And, um, you know, we went off a split that was half and half, which to a lot of realtors... It's like, what the fuck? Why, why would you do that? And now looking back, I'm like, damn, that was fucking horrible. Like, that was an ugly split. Like I wasn't making yeah. anything off my first deals. Yeah. But what I wanted to do initially was exchange that percentage that I was, you know, paying for knowledge. For knowledge yeah. And that's really what I did. Yeah. My first month I had a closing. My second month I had a closing. My third month I had two closings. My fourth month, two closings. Fifth month three closings, um, six months, five closings, uh, seventh month, five closings, you know, crazy, my business started getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but it was because I went in with the mentality that I'm not trying to get rich now. I'm trying to get rich in a year mm. in two years. I'm trying to get the tools that I need to utilize. And if I have to pay for them, give me the tools. Mm. But as soon as I know how to dig this hole with the shovel and the, the, the excavator that you gave me, yeah. I'm going to be able to dig the holes where I want, when I want, you know? So that's exactly what I did. I got the tools that I needed. And after the first seven, eight months in that split and, and learning, I realized that I'm capable of doing my own business, of mm -hmm. creating my own sales. 
So for the new realtors that are starting off or you know not too sure, I definitely recommend getting a mentor. I think I think if if you really want to be successful in this and you really want to learn, don't worry so much about how much you're going to make your first month. Worry about where you're going to be in the next year or two. Mm. Because in real estate, longevity is the key to this. You know, you can have a great month and we're going to talk a little bit about our best month right now. But <laughs> you guys don't want to. IRS is watching. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but because look, realtors looking at this, they're like, "No, you're not supposed to talk about it." No, no I think yeah, I, I think that's so unconventional, though. I think I think we're alone. We're breaking this social norm of what a realtor should be, what they should, yeah. how they should talk, or how they should post. Like, let's reinvent this wheel, and let's really talk about the the facts that you guys should know that Is you guys are going to care about. So, yeah, but um. Because people want to know our personalities. People want to know who they're doing business with. Exactly. At the end of the day. You know, exactly. You can't just be this professional just posting homes yeah. on your Instagram. And I all you have is homes. You don't have a picture or, yeah. or like a video or, you know. I you think know, that's whatever. what... That's Unless what, you're really shy, right? Yeah. Unless <laughs> you're really shy. <laughs> I, think, I think this industry alone is just lacking a lot of realness mm -hmm. and a lot of authenticity that you just... A lot of people are faking. Like, I don't like to go into houses and say, this house is extravagant. Check out this awesome living space for you and your yeah. family. Like, I'm like, I don't talk yeah. like that, you know? This is a I'd rather star certified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about this. Either. I think I think it's very, nowadays, like, it's 2018. You know, people are smart. You can't underestimate the client. I think clients are smart now. They do their own research when yeah. they walk in. They know when you're lying. They know when you, you know what you're talking about and when you don't. And people see through the bullshit, I think. Like, mm -hmm. in my opinion, when you start talking like that, when you start acting like somebody that you're not, people just see through that shit mm -hmm. and they don't trust you. I think in yeah. sales in general, you have to have that trust yeah. and it has to be built right away, you know? That's how you have to be successful. Like being yourself. Yeah, yeah definitely. You have to. You have to be yourself. Um, when I started, I, I was I was different, bro. I was Super salesperson? Yeah, I was just yeah. like a hard salesman. Yeah. I was just like hard, like, so you want it, you know? Mm. Like, do this, sign here. Sign here. <laughs> what do you need to think I about? Didn't, I didn't, yeah, bro, I, I, didn't, I didn't make any sales. But when I... But the FHA do. But once um, I started being myself, and I just started being their, their friend, when I was my client's friend, and we started, you know, clicking, mm -hmm. that's when the sales came. Yeah, I, I don't want to throw rocks at anyone, but I, I actually... I actually do this with my buyers, especially showing new homes where there's agents in the house. Mm -hmm. I And I actually warn my clients before we go in. I actually tell them, like, look, um, I'm, I'm, I'm honest with you. And I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not trying to be this hardcore salesperson. Yeah. But once we go in there, these people, they are salespersons. Yeah. So they're going to tell you this and this and this and this and that. I was like, we'll listen to them, hear what they have to say. And then after that, I'll tell you if what they told you is true yeah. or they're just trying to make the sale. Oh, thanks for that gold nugget. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a gold I, nugget. I, I, yeah, literally, bro, I literally tell them that. Thanks, bro. Thanks, I literally Frank. tell them that. Okay. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> I actually got that from another agent, good friend of mine. Okay. And he told me, he's like, I do that. I, I tell him, like, look, these people in there, they are salesperson. Yeah. They're trying to make a sale. That's so Listen true. to them. Don't be disrespectful. We'll listen to them, whatever they have to say. When we get out of here, I'll let you know if what they told you is true or... or, or my bro, I, I literally had the yeah. worst Damn. situation ever. I was so annoyed with this realtor. This guy's been doing real estate for 10 years plus in El Paso. He represents worst. a builder here. 
on Tim Foster right here on the street. I'll tell you the builder right now so you guys can avoid this guy. But this realtor literally was selling the shit out of my client. Their price point was 190. Okay, so when you hear that, what do you think? 190 okay, under. under yeah. Let me show you some houses 190 and under. He was in front of me trying to sell my clients on a $215,000 house because they're gonna get less square foot per dollar. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, do you not hear what I just told you? Like I told you 190 and under. Mm. He's talking to him about 215 and then he show, wants to show him a $230,000 house. And I'm like, mm. hey, what are you doing? Like I'm literally <laughs> having to control, get back in control and yeah, control yeah, the situation. Yeah. But there's realtors that are after just a sale. And that's really what I think is wrong with the industry. Yeah. There's too many people that are sales tactics sell, sell yeah. you a car type shit yeah. this is the biggest investment of somebody's life you know so for that you have to be patient you have to you know let people think about it if they need to go home and write, write a pros and cons list yeah, yeah. let them don't freaking yeah. push them over their limit or where they're not going to be comfortable because sometimes they don't know any better you know and mm -hmm. clients can be gullible but luckily my clients were smart enough to know what this guy was trying to do so we caught it but there are realtors like that. You really gotta yeah. be careful, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Starting real estate, I asked myself this question, and maybe you guys have asked this question to yourselves or not, but um, when I started real estate, I asked myself, what type of agent do I wanna be? I think that was one of the most important questions for me to really answer right off the bat when I started real estate, because it led me to the direction that I'm going right now, mm -hmm. you know? There's a lot of types of realtors. There's realtors that are, you know, just trying to sell you anything with the highest commission. Yeah. There's realtors that really look out for you. Um, so what type of realtor would you guys describe yourselves as um, to our audience here? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Chris. You're putting me on the spot and shit. Go what type Chris. of realtor are you? Yeah, what type of realtor? I'm your realtor. You Call me, 915-493-9551. So also just added I'm up. Your... <laughs> <laughs> Don't call this guy. Come on, you 915-920-27. Oh, shit. Um, I've evolved, bro. I've evolved. So, uh, when I started, I, I, wanted, I just wanted to, you know to pay for my rent i just wanted to eat i just wanted to you know make money so i could you know pay my bills you know but now that i've gotten into it i feel i want to i literally love helping people i love you know seeing their whole emotions throughout the whole process you as a realtor you see when they're super happy you see when they're sad when they're mad when they're angry you see the whole thing in 30 days fight in front of you yeah in 30 days bro you 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 you, you get like to know them friends. yeah yeah, yeah so friends. after that after at the closing table it's all worth it because honestly at the closing table now i don't even think of the commission i just keep on looking at my client's face and i'm like wow like they're we've we did it you know yeah. we're super happy you know so now I, I look at myself like oh i love helping you know people find their home because it gets me excited you know so it, it's just fun and now it's more fun you know because yeah. i don't have to worry about you know bills yeah all that shit. I think when you take yeah. that variable out, right? Mm -hmm. there, the focus doesn't go on paying rent um, or it's making more money. On, period. It's more yeah. on, let's find you the perfect house. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's, let's not yeah. rush it. You know, I've had to plenty of times pull my clients away when they're wanting to make an offer on a house. Yeah. Like, hey, 
take some time to think about it. I don't think I don't think yeah. you know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> and they're like, thank like you chill. so much for for slowing us down. We got too excited, but it's really looking out for their best interests, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of realtor? Are I think you? it's it's the same thing. I think I think at first, like you you need to make money. You're here to make money, and you you mm-hmm. you kind of have that pressure on you, like damn, I need to make money, but then. You really start enjoying real estate when you don't worry when you take that variable out and you start enjoying like just yeah just finding people at home or like seeing their faces yeah. like he said and I think uh you change over time yeah now you're just like you know what you want this home it's fifteen thousand dollars cheaper than the one you yeah. liked yesterday but no, let's do it I'm gonna make less money let's do it it's, yeah it's I think I think that, right that starts to come out of the mindset right yeah. I really don't yeah. even think you about don't have that pressure in you that's what it is yeah. yeah you don't really care yeah yeah I just want to find them the right home my exciting my most exciting part of doing real estate is getting families especially kids you know that I know that they're gonna spend their their teenage years growing up in the house that I helped them pick mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's the most ex- the rewarding part of it because I'm getting on two years of real estate and a lot of clients that I closed my first, second, third, fourth month are already approaching two month, two years as well, you know? Yeah. So they've already experienced so much in that house that I was a part of that you really start to feel a little connection, not only with the house, but with the family too. It's like, I'm part of the family. It's it's kind of fun. (laughs) I I love that shit. I really do. I I love real estate. I think it's so rewarding. Um, our glasses are low again. We're about to hit up bottle number three. Chris, you want to pass that over? This is one of my favorites. That looks toxic. So <laughs> it looks toxic, but this is actually one of my favorite bottles. Basil Hayton's. Um, my sister actually introduced me to this. For those of you that don't know, my sister is probably a bigger the biggest wine. She is an But she is probably one of the biggest uh, whiskey connoisseurs that i know she got me she's taught me so much about whiskey before i was into whiskey my little sister this freaking girl's crazy it's crazy she has a shitload of bottles in her apartment in new york she's living the new york life right now um but basil hayden's (laughs) definitely one of my favorites um so before you guys drink this we're gonna snip it so so you want to sit do this come on so this is is whoa shit it's like He's look at him. He's all lit right now. So Basil Hayden's He's all faded. A, Basil Hayden's is a dark rye. This is a Kentucky straight rye whiskey blended with Canadian rye whiskey. This, my friends, is really good. Eighty proof on the alcohol content. This is actually one of the lower ones. Um, but cheers, my friends. We'll go ahead and sniff this, drink it, and do you guys tell me what you think. What does that smell like? Oh, it smells good. It's kind of like that one, but less honey. I get a little bit more of an oaky wood wood taste to this. Why am I getting a cinnamon? There's a little cinnamon in there. A little there. oak action? A little fireball action. <laughs> <laughs> what does that taste like? It's good. That one's pretty good. I, I don't like the middle one. You like the middle one? Frank don't like monkey <laughs> shell there. What do you think? Let me taste it. Oh, you didn't taste it yet. I actually like this one. It's like... Oh, wow. It tastes like a barrel. A barrel? Yeah. It's very, very oaky. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is actually Good. one of my like favorite it. tastes. So when I do make my whiskey bottle, I'm going for something around this type of... Uh, this type of taste. These type of keynotes. 
Yeah. You got the oak. Not so smoky, but it's it's very earthy, I think. Mm -hmm. Really good. My thing. Basil Hayden's. Yeah, really good. True. So all these bottles are actually under um, 60 bucks. Each one of these bottles. Basil Hayden's. Um, we got Texas Blend. And we got Monkey Shoulder here. So if you guys are looking for a good whiskey bottle, definitely try one of these. Out of the three, now that we've tried the three, which one's your favorite? Right? I like the, the Texas. Is this a Texas? Texas, Texas blend. blend. Yeah. It's more of the sweeter one, right? What about you, Chris? Funny-ish. I don't know. It's between that one and the first one. Because yeah, it's different. This one's super different. A little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of honey. But, yeah, I like I like the sweet. So that's probably like, the first one's like a f five out of five. Five out of five. Four out of four. Four out of five. Three and a half. Three. <laughs> That's, <just> <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid one out it's of participation five. Participation <laughs> award. So I'm actually yeah. gonna go total yeah. opposites. I'm going basil. You like that strong shit, huh? I like the strong shit, but I I do have a taste for sweet. So mm -hmm. I'm going basil, Texas blend, and monkey shoulder. Oh god. Top three. Yours was Texas Blend. Texas Blend and then uh, Basil Hayden's. Basil. And then you guys don't like Monkey Shoulder. Which <laughs> Monkey Shoulder is strong. It's, you like it? It's like, yeah, I like wow. it. I, I really did like it. But going off of um, I mean, I love the oaky. I yeah. love the sweet. And then I'll go for the hardcore, which is right in the middle. Um, so we've already tried three different whiskeys. This is our first time doing this on this episode. Yeah. Do you guys feel buzz yet? No. I feel good. This guy's an alcoholic. You're <laughs> feeling something. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does this every day. Three bottles in front of him is not anything new. Um, so talk to me real quick. You know, a lot of the people that are listening on here and a lot of people that we probably get on inbox and, you know, social media are either interested in real estate, interested in pursuing real estate as, uh, as a career, or, you know, have some questions about real estate mm -hmm. um what lessons you know or what kind of advice would you give somebody that is thinking of pursuing real estate as a career starting off now that you know we're we're seasoned we're a little bit more seasoned than we were well starting off like he said get a mentor if you have somebody that can help you that can guide you even if it if there's a split involved you're not going to make as much money as first as long yeah. as you learn, I think that's that's real good advice because I've literally learned by like yeah. do 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 yeah, and that's kind of hard. This is this is a hands on yeah. industry. It's kind of hard. Yeah, you really gotta be hands on yeah. here. Like you mm -hmm. really gotta put some work. In. Another thing that I've learned is you cannot be a silent realtor. So like I think <laughs> this guy says that he's <laughs> really shy. Silent realtor. Like, Frank is probably one of the shyest guys that I know. Are you shy? You're not I'm that shy. shy. You're not shy with me. Well, give him some, give me some five shots. tequila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tequila is struggle. No, I'm really shy, but I had to learn to just be loud. And 10x was probably the first like self-development self -development book, book that I've read. If you yeah, guys want to like, get uncomfortable, if you really want to get uncomfortable, if you're not satisfied seek with this where you're yeah. at, where you're yeah. at right now, read the 10x. Like yeah, 10x changed my life. Yeah. Five yeah, or six years ago. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I got from it. Seek discomfort. Because yeah, when yeah. you're discomfortable, that's when you grow. Yeah, if you're yeah. comfortable, you're going to stay where you're at. You're going to stay comfortable. You're going to stay where your current state yeah. is. But when you're discomfortable, you know, that's when you're going to grow. Because you're yeah. going to see experience you have to. new things. Yeah, there's no you choice. have to. Literally. Yeah. So when I'm, dis when I'm uh, 
when I when I feel you know a little discomfortable, I don't want to be there. I just think of that. I'm like mm-hmm. seek yeah. discomfort. Yeah. I I do you know? too. Especially we talked a little bit about the first episode. That was so uncomfortable for me. I'd never done yeah, anything bet, like that. Bro. You know, I was so uncomfortable. But now. 25 shows in 25 25 this is 25 this is episode this number is 20. 25 25 season 10. damn bro season number two yeah, i think it, felt, it went like this it went really quick but it's because of the consistency too you know so so luckily have helped me stay consistent he's helping me book the people next week we got chuck the broder you know weatherman Woo! of el paso i'm gonna hear that story yeah, yeah really excited too but um overall yeah i think I think it's insane just to have to be at this point. But Frank, continue what you were saying. I know I interrupted you again. I've been interrupting him. So show. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those are the things that I've learned. Is if you can get a mentor, as long as he's teaching you, even if you get a, you're not gonna make as much money as you want. But if he's really teaching you, I, I would say do that. If at the start of your career. Yeah. And then you gotta let go of the training wheels. Yeah, and yeah. some some people ask me, how do I get a mentor? You know, like how do I find a mentor? Look at somebody that you want to be like. Yeah. Look at somebody. Don't don't get a mentor that um only, you know, only flaunts. You know, you talk to someone else and he's not making that much money. Get a mentor. Look at a top five, top five, top ten people in a basketball and ask that person. I'll take you out to lunch. work for them for free yeah you know become their assistant because you know that assistant knows way more than a realtor that is barely starting you know yeah so i would say if you find someone that you want to be just like and make money like them work for them for free just so you could learn you could learn and that's really what i mean a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking well i got bills i got you know things like that Mm -hmm. everybody does too but what happens when you're put in a situation like that where you're forced to learn for free? One, it really shows how much you want that. How you want you know? it, yeah. Um, yeah. Because when I started, I didn't do that. I did look for a mentor, but I wish that maybe I started and I did go after the top five, you know, and took them out to lunch, see which I one, too, which oh one was God. willing to show me. Because I really think that, <laughs> yeah, Jack, right? Um, I really think that even though I hit six figures my first year, pretty much 80% on my own. If I had a mentor, top five, you know, that was showing me from the ground up, I think my business would be completely different now. Not to say it would be better or worse, but it would be different because I would have a different set of tools from the very beginning that I could have utilized up until Mm -hmm. this point. Right now, it's still been a lot more of learning as I go, you know, I'm doing, deals right now i called you for an investor deal I'm working with a bunch of investors i'm working with out-of-town clients I'm working with commercial I'm working yeah. with residential i'm trying to mix a little bit of everything but that knowledge is really starting to stack up you know yeah. i'm really starting to expand my business and being that we're general contractors we're independent contractors you know as much as you expand your business as much as you're going to grow mm-hmm. if you're not expanding your business you're not getting comfortable you're not going to grow yeah you know you're right. What advice would you have, Chris, for, for you know these young entrepreneurs, aside from getting a mentor? Aside from that. Yeah, if somebody you know, wanting to start real estate, what advice would you have for them? Something that maybe you wish you would have done as well or known? Mm. Well, 
the way I did my first year, I, I followed a mentor, right? My second year, I was jumping into a lot of things. So I was investing my money in a lot of things rather than just focusing on one thing and becoming an expert on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I tried a lot of different, you know, marketing strategies. I should have stuck to what worked and then go all in, yeah. you know, which that for me was Facebook. Facebook has always been my foundation, how I get most of my clients. Mm-hmm. So now I moved to like Instagram. Instagram's working, obviously. But Facebook has been, you know, the cornerstone. I was looking at my numbers the other day, and I still, to this month, I mean, to this uh, year, still got my, my most of my sales from Facebook. And I already veered off that. I went to Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I feel trying new things sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't. So I would just say stick to one thing. And go all in. Yeah. You know? So I think, yeah, I think uh, just, yeah, like just stick to one thing and just do it. Um, And social media. That's pretty much the game, the name of the game, bro. Social media. That's how I get all my clients. So just focus on that. If you're shy, just just fucking do it, bro. You can't be shy in this industry, right? You can't be shy. As a realtor, you you can't. My advice to anybody starting um, is exhaust every option that you have, all your all your tools for free before you start investing into real estate. Mm, yeah. I think so a lot yeah. of times realtors right off the bat start off with their Zillow account, Realtor.com account, and they're paying mm. monthly fees on all this stuff when their tia doesn't even know that they're a fucking realtor. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. when I started, I literally looked at my network and I'm like, okay, well, how many people do I know? I'm a realtor now. Just looked at my test results. I'm, I passed, you know? How many people can I let know that I'm now a realtor? I looked at my Facebook. I'm like, okay, I have 2,300 friends. I'm going to hit up 2,300 people. Mm-hmm. Looked at my phone book. I was like, holy shit, I have 600 contacts on my phone. I'm going to hit up 600 people. You know? I literally told everybody that I did real estate. And with that... That first day that I started reaching out to people, I got my first three leads, made my first $15,000, you know, my first three months, obviously. Yeah, takes yeah, time. Yeah. But Damn. what I'm getting at is I exhausted every single option that I had for free. It wasn't until my eighth month in real estate when I started Investing. spending money yeah. on ads and testing yeah. things. I had, I, it took me eight months because I was literally for eight months, my first eight months, so combing through all the free leads that mm-hmm. I had in my network already. Mm-hmm. Even if you only have 200 friends on Facebook, reach out to every single one of those because I guarantee you one person is ready to buy a house or know somebody that is. And that's- I, I took that advice from you. I yeah, remember asking too. you, I was like, so what the fuck are you doing? Because you were doing so good. And like, look, bro, have you talked to every single friend on Facebook? I was like, no. So, and you told me, send them all, every single friend, an individual message. Make it personal. Individual. Individual. Yeah. Make with it their name. Yeah. Like, with, hey, I, it was good yeah. seeing you that one time. Hey, how's your daughter? You know? Or go to their page. So if you don't know nothing about them, go to their page. And let's say they just got married. But they, hey, congratulations on your marriage. Um, just to let you know, I'm a realtor. I'm a brand new realtor. I'm pretty sure you knew this already. But if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell their house, mm-hmm. I could help you. And like doing that, it took time. It took a few days, maybe weeks to get every friend. I got three sales for free. You know, what is that? 15K. Yeah. You know, so that helped. So yeah. Thanks, yeah. dog. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah. But I think really yeah. like realtors should do that. And I see too many, I hear too many times realtors 
are spending 500 bucks a month on this and that and this, but I look at their social media and they haven't posted one single house. I, if I was a consumer, I wouldn't even know that they do real estate. You know? yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people mess up because as it is, you start off as a realtor with no money. You, you already start off in the negative. Yeah. Right. You start spending money. You, well, you got to get the takes, clothes. Yeah, you got to get your license. You got to get all that stuff. And for you to be negative bullshit. and then start spending even more money on marketing and then not see results in your first six months, you're going to quit. Yeah. You're not going to make it. You know? So that, that's definitely my advice is if you are thinking about getting your real estate license or you get your license, your new agent, mm-hmm. exhaust your options first. Let everybody that you know know what you do. No, mm-hmm. I, I, I really, the way I'm talking right now is because of that one book that Frank just mentioned, 10 X, that book changed my fucking life. Yeah. Like really my mentality yeah. now is I don't care if Who gets I'm posting yeah. eight, 15 <laughs> posts a day, I get annoyed. You can unfollow me. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting yeah. annoyed of my post. Bro, I stop posting. I gotta post. Yeah. yeah it's hard. So it's fun. really hard. Um, I don't know how you do it, bro. Like, what the fuck? It's consistency, bro. Like, honestly, sources of health. You so literally much. put in your calendar post. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have so my goal. Have a schedule, right? Yeah, I have a. Well, I have a schedule. We have a schedule, but give me some gold nuggets, dog. Come on. So, if you want to really structure, you know, I think branding. I I think we're kind of getting into the subject of branding right now because branding is is its own beast. If you really understand what branding is, there's this term that. Grant Cardone uses in the 10x rule. It's called omni omnipresence. Right. Do you yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So this story that I like to tell is this example is uh, Xerox. Xerox is a copier. Is a copy mm-hmm. of something. Right. That's a copy. Put in a, a scanner and it copies. Well, when this when this first came out, it was called um, people referred to it as Xerox. This is CMA. <laughs> People referred to it as Xerox. And what they meant by that is, hey, if you need to send a copy, Xerox me a copy. You know, people would say Xerox. Xerox is just a company name. But they became so well known that people associated making copies with Xerox. Mm -hmm. So even though it was Dell copier, they were saying, hey, Xerox me a copy. Yeah. That is omnipresent. So when it comes down to branding yourself, you really have to understand that social media now is a it's a tv show like i literally see instagram my instagram if you're following me on instagram Mm -hmm. you see my stories and my posts if you're watching my stories i see i see story as a tv show there's characters involved Mm -hmm. my dog there's subjects involved uh real estate meditation uh music you Mm -hmm. know driving sunsets city views things like food whatever it is there's so many different characters involved in my day that all I'm doing is literally documenting. Mm-hmm. So it's not hard for me because my mentality is already, I'm going to go from the office to the model house over here on the far east side. What am I going to do on the way? I'm in traffic. Documenting. Might as well yeah. record or post this song that I'm listening to. Just pulled up to the model home, open house, four to seven o'clock. I'm in the model home. What can I do? I mean, there's a million things I could talk about. Hey guys, if you're thinking about buying a house, you know, contact me for some free real estate advice. I'm here to talk from this time to this time. I'll take you out for lunch. There's a million different avenues. So it's really just setting time, looking at your day and kind of figuring out, okay, well, this is a time waster. This is a time waster. This is a time waster. I don't have a TV. Like I don't watch TV. I don't watch anything like that. 
You know, I'm not watching the games. I don't know who's playing. I don't even know yeah. what sport right now is playing. Like, I don't know what season it is. Yeah. If it's basketball, football, or, or track, or baseball. What I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah. But when it comes down to social media, I think having a disciplined enough schedule to really time block things. I have four mm-hmm. alarms that go off every day that remind me to post. Oh, and then me mentally, my mental alarm reminds me every hour to post on story. Damn. So it's just so it's gotten to this just point post where whatever, right? It's not whatever. I mean, you don't want to be, you don't want to just be boring or be <laughs> yeah, one of those persons that just yeah. post shit that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I post things. If you follow me on my story, I try and post things that are relevant to my life mm-hmm. and my story. I want people to know I'm a realtor. But I want—I don't want you to drown in just houses and real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to know a little bit about what I'm doing. Yeah. And my dog and Your what personal I'm personal life. And yeah. So yeah. I'm still mixing in personal, but it's definitely heavy emphasis mm-hmm. on business. You know. So look at it this way—the way—the way I explain it to people, um, they're like, "So how do I do? How do I do Instagram? How do I do Facebook?" I'm like. Just be yourself. Just be a character. You have to be somebody that people look at you and like, oh, that guy is like that. Mm-hmm. So be a character. What is the most watched show in the history of the U.S.? The most watched show. That show is called Friends. Okay? So the whole U.S., that was the most watched show. What's the show about? It's about nothing. It's about a group people's of lives. friends, and it's about each's character. Yeah. So, what do people like to see? They like to see an individual. They like to see how you act. They like to see how you go out, how you party, how you, you know, sell homes, or how yeah, you, how you what party. you do, you know. <laughs> so literally, just <laughs> be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> be yourself on social media because <laughs> no, people love to see that mm-hmm. people love to see the authenticity they like to see you vulnerable yeah like me and you we're not vulnerable on our instagram where i think that's what i need to change like like actually talk about you know other things i that, honestly you know, i feel the same way i even though i share so much and you see me so active on social media i'm constantly thinking what can i do better mm-hmm. and that's one of those things where i definitely wish i could share i not wish, like but I personal. should share like more personal. L's. Yeah, you're oh, yeah, yeah. Like, L's, I'm getting uh, L's all the damn time. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just not in a mood to I put an L fucking today. camera in my face and talk about it's it. It's hard, bro. You know? But the most successful entrepreneurs, like Grant Cardone, he always puts L's. Yeah. You know, Gary Vee always puts L's. Yeah. You know, that's why they're so successful because people could relate yeah, to them. Definitely. You know? So. And people also associate that with you're human, you know, you're making mistakes or you're, mm. this isn't so good. Um, you're not th- doing that good. I think, in, I think some, some amount of success too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, when people can see you in their eyes too successful, it can be intimidating for them to even reach out to you. Yeah, too. To I've to gotten you. that. Like I've personally been out and I've, people have ran into me and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a house. I was gonna call you, but you seem like you're too busy. You're too busy. But yeah. you're too busy, Bro, I've and I'm like, so many oh times. my god! I'm like, I'm, like, oh. I'm, I'm really I'm busy because I want more business, not because I'm trying to scare you off. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, how you reflect and how you show yourself on yeah, social, social media and how you're kind of branding yourself can have a big effect on on you know your business. But I think again, what you guys are saying is really you know showing the true self, showing what you do and what you like and what you're interested mm-hmm. in 
because that's really what people love. Yeah, that's been the. I think that's what's made me successful to this point, is being myself. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a salesperson, and I I've actually not told everybody, but I've told some people, like, look, I'm not a salesperson. I'm a firefighter. I'm a regular mm. guy. I'm on your side. Um, these other people, they they're salespersons. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just listen to them and. Yeah, it does. It does because they they're like they get so much more confident with you. They like, trust this you. is a regular dude. You know, yeah. he's not just trying to sell me on things I don't need, and, and it's helped me. I think so. Yeah, bro. I think that's like the secret. Yeah, definitely. They get so much comfortable. Oh uh-huh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, uh, you know, kind of talking again about the El Paso market. We're realtors. We we love El Paso. We love the direction it's going. Um, where do you guys see El Paso in the next five years? Oh man, Whoa, it's bro, freaking big, bro. Yeah, it's super big. Like we're getting it's the going new, so fast. The indoor skydiving place. Oh, we're, we're getting iFly. We're getting that. We're getting yeah, iFly. We already got Top Golf. Yeah, which yeah. I thought that was crazy. I'm like, how the fuck are we gonna get yeah. Top Golf here in this city that nobody goes to? Mm-hmm. And it's doing super successful. You know, the most alcohol sells in the in all the bars in El Paso. <laughs> well, I don't know. Don't, don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> but um, yeah, bro, it's it's gonna it's gonna grow like crazy. And um, I know last you know when the market crashed. Mm-hmm. I think El Paso is the only market that didn't crash. Yeah. Because they're so close to the border and there's so much work for everyone. Yeah. So I don't think the real estate market could crash. In El Paso, as hard as other it cities, can. it can, but not yeah. as hard. What other don't, 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 don't say that. Yeah, no, but I think I think El Paso didn't get affected either by the market crash because one, it's a smaller city, but yeah. we don't have the corporate jobs that bigger cities had that, exactly. that got affected by yeah. it. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have the Ford and the GMC and and GM and all those big companies. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but I think that's partly why we didn't get affected, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think a, a market crash can affect El Paso, especially now that it's getting so big. Mm-hmm. I know a market crash will for sure affect our business, which is it scary will, as fuck. But I don't know. I don't think it's anytime soon. Yeah. I really don't think so. Um, I think we still have like a few. I know there's a lot of videos like next year, two years. Yeah. I think like maybe four. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot closer it's than that. It's awfully close. Yeah. I was talking to my broker, and he's like, I asked him, I'm like, so what was your best year? He's like, 600, you know, around there. Right? And I told him, so what was your worst year? He's like, right after the crash. And it was 100. 100, bro? Back in the day? That's still a fuckload. <laughs> you know? Because that guy, you know, hustles. So I think we'll be good, bro. I don't think yeah. we'll be that bad. Yeah. I'm not nervous at you all, know? but I do want to definitely take advantage of take advantage of now of now of now yeah um where do you see frank el paso going in the next five years just just big just like we said we have so much stuff coming down here we had that david busters we have new malls oh, yeah. opening we have the alamo draft play that yeah we got a uh, the indoor skydiving downtown is popping uh top golf mm-hmm with the amount of development I think that's happening right subdivision, now. Huh? And El Paso, like, yeah, too. Just And the real estate market just getting crazy. Yeah. yeah. West, east, and the counties. Well, yeah. thing about El Paso is that not a lot of people know, but there's a lot of hidden money here. There's a lot of people with money with here. money, yeah. But they don't flaunt it like the mm. bigger cities. 
When I used to live in Austin, it's when I used to live in San Diego. People don't have that much money that flaunt it. Yeah, it's it's weird, bro. But you never see uh you don't see that many Ferraris driving around with that one, because they have hidden money. They don't spend it like in bigger cities. Yeah. So we're good, bro. We're we're solid. Yeah, I I do see for for El Paso in the next five years for sure being more along the lines of a San Antonio, um, with the population, all the military that's coming in. But to the growth, I think we're really going to be a big city in the next five years. Yeah. We're going to be up like, there with like the Austin, San Antonio, San Antonio Austin, Austin Dallas. Dallas imagine you know? we get like a six pack. <laughs> well, I mean, we used to say six imagine to a lot of things. But now, <laughs> nowadays, you see every weekend, artists are coming here. There's concerts. There's, there's famous people coming every weekend when before mm-hmm. it was like once a year. Remember that one year that... This guy came and, you know, El Paso never was in this direction, this growing direction. But I think going forward, I'm fucking excited. Like, I really look at real estate as a as a platform for us to really grow. Um, With that being said, where do you guys see yourselves now in your real estate business in the next five years? Or even if it's not real estate. It's gonna be crazy. I got some crazy things yeah, you guys are, coming up. What's, you got some cooking. Yeah. What's next for Frank Gonzalez? <laughs> um, I'm already plotting for the next year. Honestly, I'm already well, not planning. Planning for the next year. I'm already looking at what worked for me this year, and then how I'm gonna take it to the next level, and then what I need to try for next year as far as real estate sales go. And then I'm already getting out of my comfort zone. Uh, I had the worst month in real estate last month i had three deals closing two out of three deals bombed and i finished and it could have been three but i saved one and that that had me contemplating this i was like yo i need to i need to do something about it so i started doing some research i was like so what are wealthy people doing number one real estate number two the stock market so i kind of Got out of my comfort zone and started dipping into the stock market a little bit. Oh shit! Okay. So you uh, forex trading? I know nothing about it, but I'm doing it. And Get then, that forex action. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that, and then uh, I I need to just start investing in real estate, so I'm already starting on that. And then, like I said, growing my real estate business. What yeah. worked for me? What didn't work for me? And what I need to try try new things for the next year coming up. So where, idea, what is Frank doing in five years? Um. Or, Successful real estate agent, successful real estate investor. There you go. Very well, very wealthy, covered in Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Chris? Uh, honestly, I don't think I might be a realtor at that time. I don't think I might be a realtor. I, I, I maybe I will, but I want to move more towards you know having doors, so having. Mm tenants yeah i want to try that you know i want to try that i want to see if it works out i want to you know put all my money into buying you know either triplex quadplex or maybe getting into the future because in one year we underestimate how much we could do in one year bro yeah. so five years dog that's like a lot of time yeah, bro. i think right we now. could do so much in five years. Yeah. like all of us bro yeah i think we could all like at least own 10 doors in five years easily yeah. super easy with the money we're getting, we could do that with a 5%, you know, a conventional loan or, you know, 10% to get that property to rent it out. So I think in five years, I'll I'll probably own a few, you know, either quads, 
or maybe getting into the apartment, small apartment. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be, that'd be pretty that's, cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be crazy. That's definitely where I want to head to, too. Um, yeah. I have a lot of plans regarding real estate, and I do actually see myself doing real estate in five years, um, but at a much higher scale, mm-hmm. at a team-based scale, and I definitely see myself being a broker as well, along with uh, an investor owning doors. I actually teamed up with one investor that was on episode number three, um, way back when, right? That was a good and, one. Yeah, that was actually a good <laughs> one with John, <laughs> Bro. and he literally gave me a game plan for the next 10 years which basically, you know, for the next 10 years, I'm going to be buying uh, quadplexes. So my goal isn't really to own a house in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I tell my clients that, it's, it's like, you know, what they're the like, hell? what the fuck? But you're selling us a house, you know? I've gotten that before. But I think, <laughs> like, but I think really in, in real estate, like I said, there's so many different avenues for you to really make money in that you really kind of have to understand what type of investment you're going to make. There's long-term investments where you buy a house and, you know, after... 15, 20 years, you have so much equity that you could cash out on. Mm-hmm. Or there's cash flow investment, which is what I want to go after. The rental, you know, having doors, having renters, but making monthly income as well as building that equity. And that's essentially what I'm going to go after. But I do also see myself growing this podcast too. Me and Sosa have so many uh, wet dreams about this podcast. Wet dreams. <laughs> He's laughing right now. But really, I really do have, uh, you know, so many visions for this podcast and really growing it to the point where I can, you know, eventually have my own studio, have our own professional equipment. Yeah. And not only get, you know, entrepreneurs, influencers from El Paso, but elsewhere, you know, big names, Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. have those people on my show. So I definitely see that, and I see myself Imagine. owning the whiskey, crazy. A, a whiskey company as well. You're going to get um, a bottle too, bro. Yeah, yeah. You guys are all going to get bottles. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of plans, and I think, you know, for the people hearing this, these, these goals sound big, you know, owning mm-hmm. doors and owning real estate and being very wealthy and all these things, but I think you won't understand until you're a realtor on the capabilities in real estate how easy is it is really easy it's not easy bro yeah, I, easy. I, I don't i don't i don't like to even use that word easy because it's hard i mean yeah but but is it is if i could do it yeah. all you fuckers could do it bro so that's how i look at let's it, real know? quick before we you know get start wrapping this up what was <laughs> what has been your biggest um month in real estate and and not only number wise, okay, I don't want to just <laughs> say the number, but I want you to also kind of break down what type of work it took for you to hit that number. Okay. Who wants to start first? Um, my biggest <laughs> month was, and we're talking about commission wise. We're talking money right now because at the end of the day, you all do whatever you do for you know for the capability of providing for yourself and your family as well as us so we're all doing it you know not only to make money but also to help people along the way but yeah. what i'm getting at right now is i want people to understand the capabilities of real estate and what you know young professionals like ourselves can do and we're not you know anything special either we're just like you guys sitting at home we're young yeah yeah we're, we're, young. we're young you know we're young and hungry yeah. but what was your best month like and what type of work did it take for you to to hit that i'm kind of shy because i don't feel like it's like something that 
I feel like it's something Humble that a lot of, Frank. I feel like it's a lot of it's something that a lot of agents have have done. But I uh, my biggest month was I I think thirty five grand in one month. Fuck yeah, that's and I had I sold five homes and two of them happened to be five percent commission. Oh, that's good. Versus three, and so thirty five grand in one month. It was eye opening. Like whoa, this is crazy. How much work did it take though to get those five deals? Oh, it was the, also one of the most stressful months in my life. <laughs> yeah. where I had, People calling me, texting me, and can you get this to me? Can you get that to me? And it was it was a stressful month, but I mean, once you get the reward, it's like mm-hmm. well, well worth it. Thirty five thousand yeah. dollars is what people make in, in a year. That's what had me thinking. You know, like that's I'm making more, in one month what average. some people make in, in in one year. I was like, that's so let me ask you this, Frank. Being that you're a, a you're you're still full time firefighter, right? You're doing this on the side. Mm-hmm. What um. Would you ever consider leaving real estate if you were making, you know, thirty-five thousand dollars a month every single month? Is that something that you considered leaving your full-time career? Uh, yeah, I think if I was making steady thirty-five thousand dollars a month, I think humble ass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it makes money, it makes sense. But if it, be humble. Man, 35k that's, that's yeah. a big month IRS hit up your boy right away <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun games till Uncle Sam wants his cut right? what about you Chris what's been your most successful well, month and what did it take my best month is coming up in December bro it's gonna be the best month I've ever had it's already pending but on paper, well, you your my past month, I can't, I can't, I can't do penny because anything could happen. Anything could anything happen. happen. So I don't want to talk about you know yeah, my yeah. best month. That's one thing yeah. you'll learn. Yeah. So what I've what I've done on paper was this past April. This past April, I did five houses like you. I had six. One fell through. Um, but with those five, I got about thirty-two. Thirty-two as well. So, bro, I was like, what the hell? But it was the most stressful month yeah. I've ever had in my life, bro. I was, like, literally stressed. I was, Phone calls, I, I think I was talking to Brianna or I was talking to Armando. I was like, look, bro, I need to give me a limpia. I don't know if you guys, you're Mexican or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, a limpia is, yeah. like, <laughs> no, bro, like, fucking, like, a, like, a priest, like, actually cleaning you up. You know? holy water. He throws in you with the yellow. Because, bro, I was having so much bad luck. But after that bad luck, I had the best month ever. It, it was, it was great, bro. It was great. I mean, that was thirty-two. But this next December, including my flip, um, I'll get like hopefully forty-five. That's so nice. hopefully, I mean, that'll be pretty. That'll be a good Christmas. No, <laughs> everybody getting <laughs> gifts. Everybody, you, you, laptop. You get a car. You get, <laughs> get a car. car. Yeah. But hopefully, bro. We still don't know. Anything could fucking happen. Yeah. And, uh, and this shit, bro. And this awesome. game. And you? Um, no, I'm not gonna talk about that. Bitch! You can't do that. <laughs> nah, just kidding. My biggest month was actually in April too uh, this oh, year. Bro? Yeah, and I hit 37. Um, Damn. And that month was super exciting for me too because not so much of the number, but I was juggling so many. Pe- I think it was six deals that actually closed mm-hmm. that month. But any realtor knows that, I mean, any, any even two deals is like, you have your hands yeah, bro, fucking two, full. Two like, years. there's a lot of things that you're doing. And even my assistant, which is um, Antonio here, Antonio Sosa's wife, she can probably tell Antonio and myself that she still tells me, like, even till last week, how the fuck did you do this all by yourself? 
you know, right now we have 11 deals working, um, a couple listings too, but it's like, you really get a full perspective once you see what goes on behind the scene on how hard it is and how much work it is just to close one deal. Yeah. So imagine closing six deals, like my freaking, I think that's a month that I met you guys in Puerto Rico because I had yeah, to get, I think it was. had to leave. Like yeah. it was like so overwhelming that I was just like, I haven't had a day off in two and a half months, three months. I was like, I need to get out of here. But, Damn. you know, hitting that 37,000 in that one month for me was really a turning point and kind of an eye opener. Like, damn, you know, real estate, we got our license for probably less than 500 bucks, $600. I got mine for 400 bucks. And for you to get a license for three, four, 500 bucks, but then make 30,000 plus a month, I think is. Is like the American dream. It's insane, bro. Like that's it's insane. the fucking American dream. That's opportunity for you if you're willing to take it, if you're willing to work for it, you know? Mm. That's just a clear example of the capabilities and opportunities that are out there for people. So if you are, you know, living a life that you don't want to live financially, you don't have to live that life. It really just comes down to you taking control of your situation, of your outcome, of your situation, and understanding like, you know what? I do have more control in what's happening in my life. I don't have to be broke. I don't have to do these things. And real estate, I think we're a perfect example of that. I mean, we don't have degrees. You have a degree. Yeah, I have a degree. You're not using it. No. Real estate has <laughs> nothing even, to do with your degree. I don't even have it hanging on my wall. It's in a cabinet. He has his real estate yeah, certificate. Real estate. <laughs> But, um, Goddamn you, you know, real estate is really a vehicle, I think, that a lot of people can utilize and use, even if you have those bigger goals down the road, you know, I want to be an investor, but starting off with real estate can really position you to, do to change your life and change others' lives, too. I know that I've been able to help a lot more of my family. Like, mm-hmm. my grandma, this, this Christmas, I'm getting her a dope little makeover for her house. I'm doing landscaping and painting her house. Oh, that's sick. But I wasn't ever able to do that with any of the other jobs that I had because mm. I was only financially stable enough for myself. Yeah. Now I'm in a position where I can do that for my grandma and I can do things for my mom and mm-hmm. I want to do this and this and, you know, I can do all those things because of real estate. So for those of you that are thinking about getting your license, I always encourage people to get their license, even though for us it's like, why, bitch, that's more competition. I just think... <laughs> You know, this this industry, like, legit, is a life-changing industry. This industry can take people that have never made, you know, ends meet to making what people are making in a year, in a single month. And that, for me, is just fucking... It's just crazy, you know? I I just really think real estate is... When you think about it, bro, I was talking to to my uncle, and he owns a construction business, right? But, um... His workers, you know, the annual salary, he was telling me is they get paid twelve dollars an hour. At the end of the year they're only making sixteen K. After that sixteen K, bro. Sixteen thousand dollars in a whole year. You could make that easily in one month as a yeah. realtor. You know? You're young, yeah. you get to wear a cool <clears throat> suit, whatever. Just see beautiful homes. Not be out in the sun and just working your ass off. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody could do it, bro. I think the way I look at it, if, if I could do it, no, anybody could do it. 
Because I mean, I'm, not, I'm not super smart. Bro. We're not. I think we're a couple average Joes, you know? Just work ethic. But, but you really do have to have... I think that's one thing that, I mean, we're at this table right now. We're talking about the numbers that we're making. I guarantee you guys, not every realtor does that. Like, not... I would say probably a good 8 out of 10 realtors don't do those kinds of numbers or don't ever see those types of numbers. So if you do want to see those numbers, don't get it misconstrued. We're not lucky you know we're definitely putting mm-hmm. in a lot of work but again this this industry is just one of those that i mean you could really really change your life um so with that being said um i like to always kind of end off all these podcasts talking a little bit about el paso and um kind of your favorite things to do here in the city so real quick i want to hear from each of you um what's your favorite place to eat here in el paso I know you, but uh, Cometa. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your favorite place to eat in El Paso, oh God, favorite bro. place to hang out, and favorite place to go out and celebrate that big closing. Oh, shit. You go first. No. Put me on the spot, dog. <laughs> I think one of my favorite places is actually not Cometa. I think it's Stevo's. I like Stevo's. Stevo's. Yeah, you do like Stevo's. Like Stevo's is gold, bro. Yeah. I actually, honestly... Steve's very good local. answer. Yeah, Steve's is local. I was actually gonna see if you guys want to go eat there. Well, that Aoli. What is it? That Aoli. What is it? The, oh, I'm gonna get him right now. Fuck it, if we go. But yeah, well, Steve's is good. Steve's is fire, and it's local, right? They're a scratch kitchen. Mm-hmm. Really good food. It's one of um, my favorites. What about to hang out? Like hang out how? However you like to hang out, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank. <laughs> Somewhere like that, like that EP text, you know, you know chill. during the day, bro. Now I'm just talking about day. night. Oh, okay. Damn. I don't think I have one of those. Home. <laughs> Frank just, uh, yeah. That's a good answer for Frank because he just bought a really dope house. Yeah. Nice mariachi by Pacifica Homes. Right? We're in a Pacifica right now. Fuck yeah. That um, good shit, bro. Yeah, he's good single, shit. ladies, four bed, two bath, <laughs> room, house that needs a woman's touch. Hit him up. <laughs> Hit him up. <laughs> yeah, all quiet. Hit him up. <laughs> what about to go out, Frank? We know to go, we out, like to go out. Well, to go out, a little bit of everything. I think Opeso's nightlife is crazy. So, I mean, you can go east, you can go west. Either way, you're going to have a good time. I favorite. Think. Yeah. Favorite? What's your favorite? Oh, you go to spot. Is ratchet, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, damn. shit. I don't know. I like Cincy. The new... the. The way they fixed it up, the new setup they got, I, yeah. I like to go. I've been there quite a bit lately. So I would say about, I would say what, about five, six years ago, Cincy kind of died out, yeah. right? Um, before I left to Miami, yeah. Cincy was the hottest spot ever. Um, and then I, I left, I came to visit, and everybody, was, everybody was like, Cincy, nobody goes to Cincy no more. I'm like, what? What happened yeah, to Cincy? Bro, died. It died, but now, yeah, they're resurrecting it, and it's really cool, very vibey. Mm-hmm. I think it has yeah, like a little out, out of town feel for it, huh? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably night out. I think probably Stevo's home and Cincy. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, Frank! <laughs> Ain't nothing change you, Frank. <laughs> Money doesn't change. Nothing <laughs> change, Frank. Money doesn't change. <laughs> what about you, Chris? I don't know, bro. To eat, bro. Idea. Peter. Because <laughs> you too. didn't get a fucking answer with that Stevo's, because like I told you, I have little 
phases where I like to go. Is that your right now? I feel I, I'm in the Stevo stage because I've been there, you know, a couple times this past That's cool. like, two, three months. So uh, I love that place to eat right now. Um, to chill. I don't really chill. Just fuck, go to the gym. You know, yeah. that's my that's my space where that's just my time. Go by myself. Go to the gym. Work out before you know I start my day. Cool and to you know drink like and party, you know. Yeah. You know I, I gotta yeah. give it to you. I gotta give it to you. know born and raised. Oh, okay. You know born and raised. Oh, and what is? Oh no, I never go. You guys wanna go? Oh, don't you have a spot? What do you mean? Yeah, you have a bar. Yeah. What is? Yeah. Bro, I haven't gone in a while, bro. Okay. We're, gonna, we're <laughs> talking about plans after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Born and Raised. Born and Raised. Born and Raised my shit. Yeah, bro. I always go to Born and Raised. That's my shit. Right That's there. cool. We're actually doing something today. So, is that up there? <laughs> no, these guys are crazy. Let's go. Let's finish Today's these. Wednesday. No, those are going into my office. Come on, guys. We'll finish this later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. We forgot. What? Oh, fourth bottle? All right. Well, real quick before we do kick this off, Mister Real Estate himself, go grab your bottle, grab your little thing, Mister Real Estate himself. We're kicking off our fourth bottle. This is a this is a surprise bottle. Um. So Mister Real Estate doesn't like whiskey so much, but he did bring a bottle of champagne, and we're gonna go ahead and pop. Just for good luck. This is for the success that we've had this whole year. We make the six-figure club. So. That's what I was thinking of calling the episode. The six-figure table. The six-figure. <laughs> You're crazy, bro. That's, that's, too, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> so, cheers for the six-figure club. And congratulations, guys. Yeah, congratulations to you guys. I'm super excited. For one, to just oh, yeah, have... you made it your first year. Well, no, we're still going to do it this year. <laughs> consistency. You got to do it your second year if you did it your first year, too. Yeah, bro. But um, I'm really excited for one. Sit down, bro. You're getting me nervous. <laughs> Why are you standing there? Because I've been sitting up for too long. Um, you want to pop um, it, Frank? You want to pop it? I'm in general just super excited to have these two realtors on board. Um, for one, because we started around the same time. But two, we've just been seeing, you know, across the board, a lot of success. And I think that that really has a lot to say with, holy shit, that has a lot to say, there's a hole in the ceiling now, this, that has a lot to say with, um, you know, the culture that we also bring to the table. We, believe it or not, are each other's competition, but it doesn't seem like that because we understand too, you know, at the end of the day, it's about building those relationships, about building that network and about building, you know, those connections with other realtors. Because at the end of the day, we're all in the same industry. We're all about the same thing, which is helping people, making some money along the way. And um, I'm really excited to see where we are, you know, in the next year, in the next two years uh, to see where real estate has taken us. So with that being cheers. said, cheers to you guys. Good luck. I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your ass. For for all of uh, Frank's and Chris's clients that don't want to work with them no more, hit me up. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but in reality, um, you know, Chris Gill, he's a tremendous realtor. Let the people know here where they could find you on Instagram and Facebook. Christopher dot realtor 
Instagram, Christopher Gill Realtor on Facebook. So and follow me. My friend Frank over here. It's Frank Gonzalez Realtor on Facebook, and it's underscore Frank Gonzalez underscore on Instagram. Oh, there you go. You know, Same thing. Awesome, awesome. So what about you, uh, Carrera Homes <laughs> on Instagram and Manny Carrera on Facebook. So if you guys aren't following us, make sure you guys tune in and. Watch out for this next episode coming out on Wednesday. Every single Wednesday, we're dropping a new Whiskey Wednesday episode. Season 2 officially kicks off now. Super excited for next week. We got a special guest, Chuck DeBroder from El Paso's News. Yeah, he's, he's a very controversial episode. I got some good questions. I want to see too. his favorite spots. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, really excited for you guys to tune in every single week. Make sure you guys... Check us out, Whiskey Wednesday, episode number 25. We'll see you guys next time.